You're listening to the Did You Hear Show. Yo, yo, yo. Morning, folks. Here it is. With your host, Jason Garvey. Yo, yo, yo. What's happening, folks? We're back again. Um, this is actually Jay Farrell's first um, episode with a guest. So, Jay, how are you feeling, bud? Feeling good. Yeah? Yep. Confident, comfortable. Well, what was the feedback like? I actually got some good responses. Um, a lot of people reached out that I didn't expect to hear from. Mm. You know, so I was happy enough. I thought me and you came across really well. So yeah, no, I listened back to it and I thought the conversation flew pretty. You know, seamless. Like yeah, it, it was just comfortable. Yeah, you know what I, I mean, so I, I got actually a few messages about the whole Conor McGregor thing. Did you actually? Yeah, people saying that look, he needs to put that out there. Like you kept that for this, didn't you? Because you never told me that. No, no, I actually forgot. I actually forgot yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now uh, a few people had mentioned that to me as well about that. Yeah, yeah, you know, you should definitely, you should definitely put it up. But look, I'll introduce our guest. Mm-hmm. So today's guest is an entrepreneur. He's a best-selling author, and he is also a marketing consultant. Um, at the age of twenty-three, I'm pretty impressed with that. I have to say, um, I have a lot of time for this lad. It's the one and only Callum Roach. Callum, what's happening, buddy? Jay, how are you doing? Not too Dude, bad wait, yourself. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, two days. Yeah, sandwich right now. You are. <laughs> your is your full name Jason or James? Jason. Jason as well. You it is Jason. Should, was, you should know this about your new co-host. I, I know, but you, you know what? I did think it was Jason, but I don't know why someone threw me off and said, "Is his name James?" And I was like, "Oh fuck, is it?" I was I was just about to say because your name on all your socials is just Jay. Jay. Yeah. I was just about to say, "Oh, what's the story, Jay?" And then I was like, <laughs> "Hold on," I was like, "Am I messing up somebody's name?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's what I said the other day. It was like so nice. You had to do it twice. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's unbelievable to be on. I'm glad that uh, you gave me the opportunity to come on here, and uh, I've been listening to the show. Jay, it's quite interesting, I think, as well. Um, actually, I don't know if many people know. I know we discussed it when we were speaking the other day about uh, how the show actually came about. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever told anybody on air how that's kind of well, not it came about, but more. Like pondering ideas and stuff. And yeah, exactly. So we actually, this is actually our second take on um, on Callum being on the show because the last episode, unfortunately, when we recorded it, um, the laptop was plugged out. So the laptop went dead mid-conversation, which was a shame because we actually done some... We, we went down some rabbit holes. We had some very interesting conversations. We actually had a bit of a deep conversation as well at one stage. So, a bit of a shame, but he's back now. Yeah, I um, think this is going to be bigger and better. Yeah, I think it is as well. There's already a different vibe here, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as Callum was saying, so, I suppose Callum, ex- pff, I don't know, maybe... No, no, it, so, I'll, t- I'll tell like my, what I got from yeah. it was... Jay, before Jay even, um, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but before Jay even was kind of, I think it was just an idea at the time about doing a podcast, we ended up, I rang Jay for advice about something to do with like videos or, no, sorry, it was a bit of a personal issue and then it, it, it the conversation actually just went on forever. I think we ended up on a Zoom call at 12, I think we started at maybe 10 o'clock at night and we didn't get off the Zoom until about maybe four in the morning. Yeah, it was um, nuts. We that went, sounds it, like Jay. It started yeah. off as like a video and lighting type of call. Yeah, and it, then it like, was about your office, wasn't yeah, it? it was you a, were doing your was, office I up. was doing my office up and then it ended up like turning into like, I would say Jay nearly counselling me. He was like giving me life <laughs> advice. Um, it was pretty mad. Um, and that went on for maybe six hours and then we were like, Jesus, 
imagine we had a recorded that. That would have been a good podcast. Yeah. Mm. And then you had told me that you were already considering mm. starting a podcast. And then I'm guessing one thing led to another. You obviously got feedback off other people, and now I'm sitting. Now I'm sitting in a pot in a podcast studio. Yeah. Uh, how did you and Jay force me? Good question, Jay. Do you want to do you want to answer that? Yeah, so I actually met uh, Callum when I was doing a bit of work with Joe. Um, right. So I worked for this guy Joe Doyle. Um, he's a property investor, entrepreneur, and he was taking basically meetings and doing kind of mentorships with people. Mm-hmm. And Callum was one of the guys who kind of put in their crest to have a meeting with Joe. Um. I was sitting in the meeting with Joe recording them. So we were doing it for kind of social media experience and Yeah. It was a lot of um, it was a lot of adults. I think I was the I think yeah. it wasn't even keen on having me there because it was more for people who hadn't had a yeah. bu- had a business at the time. Yeah, in fairness, like when Callum came in, we were kind of a bit like, Oh, where's this going like? Do you know what I mean? What yeah. age was you? I think I was... 19, like, 20? No, I was 17. Oh, really? really? Was that long? I know, I was, I know, I was, maybe I was pushing 18. You had your polo? Yeah, I was like maybe just turned eighteen. Right. So he, he was eighteen, and he came in here. And we had, but it was probably a two-hour conversation. And uh, as soon as he left, I just said to Joe, "Wow, this fella!" Like w- when I was eighteen, I was still picking me nose and eating it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> this cunt was literally think you. Uh, he, he was running an Amazon shop at the at the time, which we we'll get into later on. But back to kind of a. Uh, Back to the whole scenario of the podcast. So, yeah, we were talking. We were talking for maybe about four or five hours. It felt like bleeding an hour max, I'd say. It was definitely six hours. Yeah, it it was long anyway, but it was going on and on. And I was telling Callum a few bits and bobs. I told him I wanted to start the podcast. And basically, the conversation that we had was so powerful. And I was like, you know what? Other people would have benefited from that conversation. Do you know what I mean? True, true. Basically, my experience is I was trying to give Callum advice based on what I went through and shit that was going on in my life. Um, it ended up... Um, do, do you mind me telling the yeah, story? No, I think so. I think it, actually recording that call, obviously we didn't know looking in hindsight, uh, only looking in hindsight, but other people were, would definitely benefit for sure. Yeah, yeah. So basically he, he was doing up his office at the time um, for taking meetings and stuff for his business and I, I was giving him advice about sound and lighting and things like this just a better basically a better experience for yeah. the zoom calls that he was doing and um then it got into kind of the personal stuff you know mm-hmm. and he he was he was kind of in and out of different places living would it be right in saying that yeah yeah so it, it was kind of um yeah i don't know how to really put it in my own words but you know, I'd been kicked out of home, then kind of trying to find a home. Well, not a home, we would call it, but trying to find the place, not really that you could call home, but just to kind of get comfortable with. Then after that, I ended up going abroad, came home, found another place to live. And all while I was doing this, I was trying to do so much with my business stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up um, I ended up going back to my family home. Mm-hmm. And then, but with all this going on, and I was kind of telling Jay and, there was a lot of ups and downs in in between all this, and then Jay was just kind of giving me advice on, on the mental side of it, you know. And and uh, what what do you think, Jay? Like, yeah. So like, f- first of all, I'm sure everyone listening, like at 22. I, I mean, what what age did you actually move out? At? I got um, kicked out of home at 
maybe 18 do you know what I mean wow. like that's, yeah. that's that's scary being out of your own that young and trying to figure out rent situation and obviously you had people helping you along the in way oh yeah, unbelievable yeah, so yeah. it was like the first um, you know and, and obviously this is no discredit to anyone in my family yeah like, 100% you know, I lo- yeah. Love, love my family um, and it, I didn't actually get kicked out on for doing something something bad you know mm. it was actually just a family conflict and, and everybody has that yeah. and for the first you know two three months I, I'm not gonna lie like I was staying on friends couches the odd night when you kind of you don't want to keep asking all the time you know what oh, can I stay in yoga for this that so you'd end up this isn't this isn't to kind of I don't know what I'd say, but you'd end up sleeping in your car and stuff like that. Yeah, just to avoid asking yeah, ju- again. Just to avoid asking again. Um, but then eventually, my uncle, um, you know, he's nearly like a best friend to me as well. He he took me in, helped me kind of get back on my feet. And at that time, I was working on everything. I actually had an existing business at the time that I was trying to get off the ground. You know, I was only eighteen, and being out and having to kind of get all this personal life stuff sorted at the same time yeah that kind of really just threw a spanner in the works for me um mm. so yeah it was it was a bit of a mad one did you did you ever lose <laughs> motivation in going with your businesses when you're doing all this bouncing around in between places in terms of living no surely no, you, you would imagine that it affected you know what i mean we're so said, right, let me get me living situation don't th- this is the thing oh. and this is why i give him so much credit like i like even now like with the personal shit I have going on Like if I was to try and figure out What my living situation was On top of trying to keep on top of everything else yeah. I, w- I wouldn't be able to do it <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? No, no, it was it was hard Like, you know, I remember um, You know, I'm not going to lie, man It was crazy at certain points uh, When I look back now And I, I don't even think I mentioned this to Jay before You know, um, one thing I will say Before I get into it is that I never, I always knew where I wanted to be mm-hmm. And that like what had happened that was not going to stop me it was just i had to deal with that yeah but you know money wasn't good um i was kind of trying to sort out the living situation and i ended up having to sell my car at the time so my car was like my pride and joy i just come out of school i got this nice car like at the time it was like a 132 car yeah, i think it was a year or two off being yeah, was, brand new it was a like, year yeah. or two and this was like you know being a young lad thinking your class i was like dogs bollocks yeah, yeah. I was like, it was white it had the alloys and i, I thought it was deadly but i was was a lovely it, it was one of the <laughs> nicest power i was like you know <laughs> i knew that that wasn't important so what i decided to do was to sell the car and mm-hmm. get cash because i knew that would really help the situation and I knew that that money was going to be super important in terms of getting the business to move forward. Right. So the car was worth about 12 grand. I sold it for eight because I needed quick cash. Mm. Um, like I was in serious need. But I remember up until maybe two or three weeks before I sold the car, I was like the level of money I had was like literally nothing that I was like literally collecting like 20 cents around. Like if I say if I was in my uncle's house or whatever, <clears throat> like any bit of change I'd see, like that was to like, fuel my petrol to get to where i needed to go mm. like if i had to go meet somebody like i, I could barely get, all i all i cared about was my petrol money mm-hmm. and one of the lowest points man it really even when i think back now and you know it's it's pretty annoying to think about i was in starbucks in, in liffey valley um and i was doing like meetings and stuff and i wanted a good setting so you know coffee shops are always cool to yeah, yeah, yeah. In the coffee shop, it's a good you know? boy yeah <clears throat> yeah so i was always going over there to clear my head and some little girl came in. Oh boys, I'll never forget. Her. She came in and 
she was going around with a sponsor card and I think I had I think I had 25 euro no it was 20 euro literally now this is going to sound crazy I think I had 20 euro to my name right and she came over and she was like would you like to? I seen her going around I, she, she said would you like to sponsor me and me just I don't know maybe it's just my personality I wanted to, to show my support and I said yeah you know what I said I'd love to sponsor you I'll sponsor you 5 euro so I had no change I only had this 20 euro note, and that was all I had yeah and I said, you know what? If you can go up and get change, like I'm happy to give you five euro. So she was like, yeah, no bother. Now this girl was maybe about eight, eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So she's going around. She took the twenty euro off me. She said she was gonna go get change. She went over to some other people to, uh, to to get them to sponsor them. And then all of a sudden, I was on the laptop, and she went running out the door. I swear to God, and I'm sitting, I'm snitch. sitting there, right. Now, I know this is going to sound mad. She went running out the door. And I was kind of thinking to myself, where is she going? Mm. And then I was kind of, I was looking and then she started running down towards a van. And she ran in behind the car and I couldn't see. So I kind of, I ran out of the shop. Mm. And then all of a sudden I see this van reverse out, but I can't see her in the van. I could only see a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was obviously ducking down. Yeah. And boys, I know this is going to sound mad, but I couldn't believe it. She, she had took my last 20 euro and I remember going back to my nanny's house and I was so annoyed I couldn't believe it. I said why would someone do this mm. and that 20 euro to me at the time was everything was the equivalent of probably a thousand euro yeah 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 like yeah. that was going to like I know this is going to sound crazy that 20 euro was going to do me for I would say a week and a half yeah it's crazy and that and her doing that really ate me up and I started questioning should I does this mean that I shouldn't give to people that this should you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it definitely mm-hmm. would. Like, should it, I should I continue helping people? Should I? Mm-hmm. Because this is this what I'm gonna get? Why the why should I help other people? The people are sitting on you, yeah. And, and yeah. then I said, you know what, I, you know what, that thought went away then, but that was one of the lowest points in mm. terms of as you say having to deal with. But no, to answer your question, Jay, throughout all that, that was the lowest point I remember. But no, man, I always had that. I always had the drive. I always knew that. You know, if I just keep chipping away every single day, what what can I do today that'll move the needle tomorrow? Yeah. And the the power of just compounding, I knew eventually that I w- like I would be in a better situation. Mm-hmm. And um, it took time. And boys, you know what the crazy thing was about that? This is insane, right? Sold the car, so this is this is insane. So I was, as I told you, getting the twenty cents around the house to get fuel money. Mm-hmm. This girl had just robbed my last 20 euro and that put more pressure on me to sell the car. Mm. Sold the car, got the eight grand cash. My brother, and at the time, this is interesting as well because I I, I was kind of only new to reading books. I hadn't really read many books as a school kid. Didn't really kind of see the importance of it. I was never much of a reader. So I started reading about investing, but not not like long-term invest. Well, yeah, I guess it would be long-term investing, but the power of investing and using your money and my brother had told me about this stock and it was low priced i saw the future value in this i was like you know what this is going to be big in a few years so i sold the car for eight grand wanted to use five grand of it to put into this so that in six months time i genuinely believe that this five grand could potentially be worth 25 grand Mm -hmm. because it was like worth fucking nothing am i allowed the course yeah of course yeah (laughs) sorry sorry so put five grand into that, had three grand left, 
I owed my nanny like a thousand euro because she had been like giving me dig outs. Mm-hmm. And I had two grand left that I was, I had a new business idea. Because my other one had, um, I was with a business partner. Um, not going to get into too much detail on that because I respect them. Um, but what happened was that didn't work out. So I had two grand left to start this new business that I had. It was doing some sort of location-based marketing with these things called beacons. I was like, you know, this is going to be great. So what happened was, invest the five grand in the stock. Six weeks later, boys, that stock, I bought in at 20 cent a share. Six weeks later, that went to one thirty a share. Mm. I had made 35 grand within six weeks. I remember that. Right? Mm. Boys, I swear to God, I had literally went six weeks ago, I was nearly crying to my nanny that this girl had robbed my 20 euro and it, you know, it hurt me. Mm. Six weeks later, I had 35 grand. Yeah, you the deposit on a mortgage. Boys, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It was like, it was just insane. And that, you know, it's, it's, it was crazy. And you know what the funny thing was about that 35 grand? I pulled it. I actually got too ahead of myself. I thought I was a day trader, right? And I was like, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell this. I'm going to buy back in at a lower price. What happened? I sold it thinking I could buy back in lower. The thing went up to like $3.80. Right? And I could have made, and this is in hindsight, I was like, yeah. I could have made 105 grand. Boys, it was insane. It's crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. It, it's, it's crazy. It's a dangerous game. Oh, oh. It's mad. It's mad. I am still invested in stocks now at the minute. I have probably about, probably about five, six grand invested now at the minute. Do you? Yeah. Um... I tried oh, that forex trading. I did remember, and that was all the rage last yeah, summer. Yeah, I, I tried it as well. Like, it's not pumped me four hundred euro into it. <laughs> Lost yeah. me bollocks. I was like, these are lying bastards. I start. You, you know how I got back into it. So I started. I started out on Bitcoin and Ethereum. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had about three four hundred euro of that, and I forgot me bleeding keychain yeah, the, password. The, the one I had was at the time was Ripple. You know, Ripple? Yeah, Ripple. Yeah, yeah that was the XRP. One, yeah, yeah, I got in at the twenty cent mark, and it's crazy because now, and even guys I speak to who are like heavily involved in uh, they've got loads of like money like to be honest I view them as assets now like Bitcoin all that sort of stuff Yeah. because the US dollar and I know this I don't mean to interrupt like the Federal Reserve in America man they're printing so much money it's Mm. insane that the people don't realise Joe Biden and you know whether you're Biden Trump who cares right but they're he just printed like 19 trillion okay 19 trillion so what happens is someone prints 19 trillion and the Federal Reserve are already printing a shit ton of money before that. The more dollars that are in circulation, the less yours is going to be worth. 25% of the US dollars in circulation right now were printed in 2020. How fucked up is that, boy? Mm, yeah. Right? So, this is why people are moving away. People used to say cash is king. Like, in my opinion, cash is trash. Yeah. Like you should be getting it into something. Like, there's only X amount. I'm not saying put your money in Bitcoin or put it in this. I have no idea, right? Mm. When I made that money, that I didn't expect to make yeah, that money. Yeah, it was... Right? No, well, you had an idea. I had an idea. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't you, you got a tip, basically. I, yeah, I didn't expect to get rich quick. Yeah. But with the regards to Bitcoin and stuff like that, there's only X amount of, like there's only like 21 million Bitcoins, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. And there's yeah. never going to be any more. So yeah. that's kind of a good asset that, exactly. obviously a, it, the, the price is based on speculation and stuff. I don't know much about it, but mm. like, I think it's a good idea to not be holding cash. Yeah. Like obviously hold some cash. But yeah. No, we hate cash myself. And this is what I'm would saying. You, would, you, would you, like, yeah, what's no, your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, 100% agree. Um, yeah, See, I'm in oh, agreement. 
I tend to not. I made a mistake of forex. Um, I made well. yeah, I made a mistake on on Bitcoin and on Ethereum. Now looking yeah. back, now it wouldn't have been a mistake because if I knew my password now, <laughs> if I had, like oh, oh, I bought that well, like a hundred and thirty. So I had Bitcoin and Ethereum when they were like a hundred and thirty quid. Hundred and thirty. Yeah. Don't be winding me up. Swear to God, hundred and thirty quid, and I, I, and it's worth fifty grand a piece now. And I, f- I fucking, I forgot. I basically forgot me password for the wallet. For the, for the for wallet, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried, I tried to. Um, Are you serious? No, I swear yeah. to God, I tried to, I tried to reset me password. Oh no! Look, I was fucking. Believe me, I was filming <laughs> about is, it before. This is like something that ends up on, you know, like some sort of NBC interview. And it's ah, but like, this is this is going back years. Like, like man has fifty million worth of Bitcoin. And he lost it. <laughs> but the, the, this, see, you have to remember, lads, it was worth, it was then, like, so when I bought a, like... Now, I remember when it was... I'm thinking, I'm thinking it was, it was around 150. I'm not, don't quote me on that. It, it was no, a lot cheaper. I remember. It was no more than 300 euro. I remember no when more it was than 300. It wasn't yeah. too long ago. Yeah, no, it wasn't too long ago. But basically, I forgot my password. And I remember it going up to five grand and going mad over it. Losing the head saying, what the fuck? But I had it linked to me old phone number. So when I'm ringing me, you're saying, look, <laughs> can I get this fucking, can I get this phone number back? Ah, oh, no. Oh, we had to leaving it too long It's being processed Into being Given out as a new number So still to this day lads I still ring that number To see if the answer Because eventually <laughs> you I'll be able to Yeah I'll be able to Send that code So whatever Seven. I had there Oh my god that I'll pay genius. someone I'll pay someone 300 Like if we said Look give us your phone number For 300 quid Alright if you only got a leak like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? quid, So re- I do I really probably it's, Really it's worth Fucking 50 grand or something Yeah, yeah like you know what I mean? if but I they just, don't know that Yeah exactly <laughs> If I I'm just browsing on my phone the other time I just I'd bang 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 and uh, and try and ring that number it's still it's still dead so it hasn't been given out again yet yeah. but uh, as well as that I have loads of fucking old websites and all linked up to that number so I want the back anyway that's do you know what I mean that's insane Jay but um just just before we move on uh, Callum yeah um going back to your living situation are you, are you, what's the story now yeah so what the story is now um yeah I'm, I'm in the family home um, so you're still so, in your mouth. So I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened just to give a little bit of backstory why I'm at the family home. Yeah. Um. So I was on my own for the last couple of years, and I had my own apartment. Everything was good, and I decided to. So the rent was pretty steep. The rent, like yeah, you know, across stupid, the country, yeah. is crazy. It's a joke. Um. And obviously, Joda. obviously, you know <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, obviously, when you're trying to get your businesses up and running, you know, you want to keep your costs down. Mm. So obviously that's what I was trying to do and I was renting one of the rooms in the apartment out, had a really bad tenant, I mean not just a bad tenant but this guy like was fucking shit up, like I could not, I was coming home from the office and like this place was like, like you know he was lying to me basically and yeah. he'd like lock his door and, and one day I basically got into his room and like the place was literally like a, I don't even know how to describe it, it was like an atomic bomb went off with, with Alcohol everywhere, so just dirt. So what? He, what? He, yeah, dirt. So what happened was, he decided. Um, I had been looking to get someone in to for the to cover a bit of the rent, mm. and uh, he ended up. He came in for a month, screwed me over, bailed, and I had just renewed my lease. Long story short, ended up um, losing out on the lease, all that sort of stuff, and uh, 
I left the apartment because the rent, honestly, lads, it was fucking. I remember you putting it up on it Facebook, was, yeah. yeah. It was like skyrocketing. Um, and it just wasn't feasible with business and stuff at the time. So I decided after, what was it? Uh, let me think. Maybe three, two and a half years and not talking to my parents. I decided, you know, I had nowhere else to go. I, you know, I had done the whole sleeping in the car, sleeping in the uncle's, sleeping on mates' couches. I had just done nearly two years out on my own. Everything was great. And this happened at, I would have been good, but this happened just at Christmas time. So when I got thrown out of the apartment, I couldn't get, like, I couldn't sort another house within that. I couldn't sort another place to live, like, so close to, like, December, January. It was just, like, the time frame was really bad. So I actually had nowhere else to go. Mm. Um, and what happened then was I, I reached back out to, to my ma. Um, Difficult mate, to do that, was it? Oh uh, Yeah, mate. It was, it, was, it was, like, for anyone, you know, if I was to give them advice now, if you don't speak to your parents, you know, whether whoever's wrong, whoever's right, whoever believes they're wrong or right. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. And mm. I actually done it. Yeah, you, you, you were the one who... Yeah, that's why I'm smiling because like, I'm actually proud just, of you saying I'm, that. I'm going back now and I'm thinking back to how it happened and I remember I, I actually wouldn't have done this if it wasn't for Jay. This was with the, the Mother's Day, wasn't it, Jay? Do you remember mm. that? No, I don't even think it was Mother's Day. No, I don't think it was Mother's Day. So basically, you had just explained to me that your relationship wasn't the best with your family and I said, look, no matter what, family's family. Everyone fights. Oh, they, they don't get me wrong, I'm not agreeing with things that were done to people or anything like that, but your ma, your ma, your da, your da, right? So yeah. he, he basically told me that he asked could he move back in and they said yes, right? So I was saying to Callum, look, I, I know, realistically, I'd expect me ma to fucking say yeah. I'd expect not to get fucked out in the first place, right? <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is, just let her know you're grateful for her letting back. you back in. Yeah. Now, obviously, Jay, did you ever have these conversations? Uh, you know what I always compare it to? Uh, every time I have a conversation with someone, right, and I give them advice, I always compare it to a Rocky movie because me dad used to fucking hate me for it, right? I remember going to the cinema and seeing Rocky with me dad, and I'd come out of the... Out of the cinema, you know, shadow boxing, yeah. <laughs> and I'd be like, right, Dad, I'm joining boxing tomorrow, yeah. and he's like, uh, yeah, right, no bother. Or he used to always say, fuck off, actually, but my story sounds better if he says, yeah, no bother. Like so, supportive. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's say he's supportive, right? And then the next day I wake up, right, Jay, come on, you're going boxing. Ah, no, I'm all right. Do you know what I mean? It's all in the heat in a moment. It's in the conversation that yeah. you build up, right? So I basically gave Callum a task. I said, look, do me a favor. Go and get your ma some flowers. Right. And he, he was like, ah, that, 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 I don't know. I was like, look, just trust me. Go get her flowers. And I said, just hand them to her and say, look, thanks for having me back. I appreciate it, right? I really appreciate it. So I didn't hear from him in two days. I thought he wasn't going to do it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I thought I thought it was the conversation that, yeah, the build up. We're in, <laughs> we're in, we're in the middle of the conversation. That and then he, he sent me he sent me a picture then of the flowers in his car seat. And I was like, fucking yes. It, it, it was like, it was like United at the winning the Champions League or something. I was like so proud of him for doing it. I know it's something small, but I knew it was going to make a no, big it difference. Does. To answer, That's brilliant. To answer Jay's question, you know, it, it is hard to make up for like, you know, a long time of not, it, you might think, oh, it's been so long, it's going to be awkward, it's going to be this, that. Yeah, you do have all that feeling inside. Mm-hmm. 
you just got to do it, man. You just got to do it. And the way I see it is, and Joe used to say it to me all the time as well, um, you know, again, what you said, you've only got one ma, mm. and that, you know, God forbid if anything ever happens, you wouldn't want it to sit on your conscience. Oh, and and, and it, it started to eat me up over a long time. I was, you know, I'd be thinking, you know, I, I miss me ma, and I miss, and, and that, these were natural feelings, and I just... I could never, I could never get the courage to go and do it. Maybe I was too stubborn. Maybe this, that, and the other. Who knows? Look, it's it's completely understandable with the with everything that had happened. The, the main thing is where you are now. Like it, in a way, in a way, it felt yeah. I had made and I had made so much progress after being thrown out. I had, you know, got the the business up and running. I was doing good, and then I had this little hiccup at Christmas. Where I was just like snookered. I actually just had no place to go, just mm-hmm. due to getting a, getting a new apartment, and it, I kind of felt like I was like, "Am I gonna take a step back now?" Like I'm after making so much progress, and now I'm like going back. But but then Jay, you 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 helped me with that, you know? Yeah, but like what I'm gonna say, and and this is kind of going out to all the listeners. It takes a real man to do what you've done, because let's face it, Jay Callum, right? Me and you have kids, Jay, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Would you, like, you would never w- w- want to see anything bad happen. You'd always expect your mother to try, try redeem things with you. It's it's a natural thing, you know? Yeah. But obviously, different people are in different places. Like, I used to hate me dad for years for hitting me when I was younger. Yeah. But as I grew up, I understand that my dad lost his, his ma. Mm-hmm. He lost his brother. That doesn't justify anything that happened with us, but sometimes you just need to consider where they are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and what you yeah, don't... I, I, I agree, I agree. Yeah. Even I, with terms of my, like, you know, people in my family, you, you do have to understand that as well, and it doesn't make up for it. Yeah, it, it that's no excuse. Yeah, it yeah. doesn't justify it. But if you can be the bigger man and brush all that aside, that's the main thing. But then he sent me, he recorded the video... Of him giving his mother flowers yes. and and sent it to me. Now I, I I didn't tell you this, but I did. I was sobbing at it because it was beautiful. It was yeah. like I'm so fucking happy for him because you could see his ma didn't expect it, and you can see he was awkward giving it. <laughs> but you could also see that it was like the whole kind of. There was other people in the video. I don't know yeah, who they yeah, were, but but they all kind of were shocked by it, and they kind of put a shock in the whole system. Do you know what I mean? That's brilliant, man. But then after that, things got yeah. a little bit better no, at least. No, do you know what I mean? It, it does, it does. And and listen, it, you know, you just got to do it. That's yeah, it. no, and, it, and it was re- quality. It's good. No, and the reason I ask because I can somewhat sort of relate in that sense. Like I think between fourteen and nineteen, I didn't speak with my father, and. Like you were saying, like there's, there's days go by, weeks, months, years where you're like, fuck, I miss him. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then at 19, you end up just like right, biting the bullet, and then right, life's too short. Do you know what I mean? You need to get along. And then since then, you know, I've given him a granddaughter. You know, we've That's rekindled unreal. our relationship. We're best mates and stuff like that. You know what I mean? You just have to. So like, you're right. You just it is nearly about being the bigger person and. Regardless of what happened, and look, obviously it doesn't mean you've always got to do it. Sometimes there's exceptional circumstances where, listen, maybe maybe you shouldn't do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, hundred percent. I'm not saying not yeah. regardless of what someone does, but you know, if if it's if it's if you feel if you're getting them thoughts, they're obviously there's obviously still care mm-hmm. yeah. there for exactly. Them. Yeah, like and that's what I remember. Like we, we flew into Birmingham and uh, we seen him in the airport, and like he's nervous. 
I'm nervous. Do you know mm. what I mean? My girlfriend's beside me, and I'm like, oh, dear, he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's oh, one of those. Do you know what I mean? And how did you deal with that? It was grand. You, you know, you hug it out, and then you're like, all right, what's up, or whatever. It was kind of like short conversations, do you know what I mean? But then after five minutes, you know, it's like, that's me dad. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just mm. and it's like, I fucking love this bloke. Do you that, know what I mean? Like, it's just that initial awkwardness for the 60 seconds. That's what I mean. And that's why I wanted to ask you about it. Like, when, when you know, yeah, yeah, no, it, it obviously. It was, it was. And it's it, a pride you, thing it, to ask. Not, not, not going to lie, it was awkward for maybe, I would say, two or three days. Yeah. And for me, anyways, it was just. Yeah, straight away I knew, oh no, you know, it's all good. But like to get back, like it, it takes some time yourself, to get back like, to that, to, to being yourself. So look, it's the same when you, bre- like when I was living with my ex and I was fucking breaking up and moving back in my ma's, it was like that little walk of shame going up into the gaff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, he's but back it, again. <laughs> uh, but then it's awkward. You're kind of, oh, this doesn't really feel like my home anymore. So you're kind of respectful more so as well than what you'd normally be. <laughs> yeah, they're doing like the hoovering at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and as well, just before we finish up on that point, I just want to make sure, because I know my girlfriend's probably listening to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really helped me out. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for my girlfriend and one or two clo- really close friends, I, I'm pretty confident I would have got to where I am. Like, you know... You know, I, I know I can, I'm my number one supporter, I can do it on my own, but I'm just saying without the help You had a of, good support system. Yeah, without the help of them, mm. it would have been a whole lot harder. And I just, because I know she's going to be like, why didn't you mention Yeah, me? yeah, yeah. And, Cla- uh, and Cla- look, he's not, what's our girlfriend's name? Chloe. Chloe, he's not just saying that because the, the conversation that we had, he explained to me everything that happened and he told me how supportive you were. And yeah, no, that was so. major. It was So, I, you know, I really appreciate that. And, you know, there was a lot of things where, where the, Got me out of holes and and just were there for me when when I didn't think when I thought I was being too stubborn saying you know I'm gonna be grand, and sometimes you don't realize that this, when you have support there you're like geez you know that really helped that really helped me yeah it's look it's they say that the, the lights are, when you're on your knees and and people come forward that's who your true friends are you know yeah. what I mean that's when you really judge them oh, I agree um I, I was listening to a podcast the other day. And uh, the lad on the podcast was basically saying, look, I was in hospital and not one of my friends fucking came, so they're not my friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it, it's it, it's similar. But look, you're in a better position now, which is obviously great to hear. Um, yeah, I suppose we, we'll fucking get off all this couch and sit and, and start yeah, talking. No, no, but you just start talking touch on, money. T- touch on, on everything from the past. Yeah, no, 100%. And, 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 and I think it's interesting for anybody who's listening, it kind of shows that, you know, there's a lot of people that's probably been in your shoes, you know what I mean? And you oh, need yeah. to hear that in order to... No, and just to know that, jeez... You that know, cunt so didn't have an internet connection to listen to Spotify, so no one's going to be listening to that. <laughs> someone, someone, <laughs> someone, someone who might be listening, and they're having a hard time, and it's just like, you know, I'm not even close to where I want to be, but, you know, progress is there, and you can get out of a bad situation, you can improve, and you can really push on and do what you want to do. Before you go into the next topic, Jay, right? Because mm-hmm. you have it all laid yeah. out. What age were you when you kind of found yourself so like mentally driven? You know, like you knew what you wanted to do. Were you like that from a, a young yeah, that, kid? That's a, good, like, that's a good question. Um, because you know, a lot of teenagers they struggle with that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You have an idea. Like, I'm, fair, I'm only coming around to that side now so myself, and I'm fucking thirty-one years of age. Yeah, I'm twenty-eight soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think I've had like ten professions that I wanted to do. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Them, no, I think know? I think the answer to that question did, did it, was it always something there. To be honest, I mentioned this the other day. Like when I was in school, first of all, I always had an interest in business. Mm-hmm. 
and I always had an interest in helping people. And I knew when I was in school I wanted to either be a teacher or I wanted to do something in business. So I remember specifically I was about 13 or 14 and I remember looking around me and seeing everybody going to their jobs and this isn't to put anybody down in, in a job or what, regardless, it's nothing got to do with that. It's about what doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I was watching so many people around me who weren't happy. They were going to a job that they didn't like and everyone seemed miserable. And obviously this is me as a little kid. Obviously they probably weren't even miserable, but yeah. you know, th- they just didn't seem happy. Mm-hmm. So that, not going to lie, that really, really scared me. I was actually afraid. I didn't want to finish secondary school because I could see everybody else. And I said, geez, when I finish secondary school, I'm going to be like that. I'm going to yeah. be like that. And I, didn't, and I knew then I didn't want that. And I remember saying to, I was t- speaking to my friend's man, and they were asking about what was I doing after school. And I was kind of saying to myself, geez, I don't know if I just want to go spend all my time, like, you know, doing this or... And that really scared me. So what happened was I ended up I ended up going to college to do uh, some sort of business, HR it was. Mm-hmm. Done like a year or two. And, you know, I was kind of going there because I'll tell you, I'll be honest. But my plan was I wanted to get rich, right? And I wanted to like kind of be my own boss, but I didn't really know what I was going to do. I knew I wanted where in my head I wanted to do something great. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I used to research like, how can I progress to the top of a company, like the CEO, so I can basically do what I want? Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to suss out how this works, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to the top of a company. Then I was about a year or two into college, and I was doing some stuff on the side. I had doing online business. I just realized, I was like, you know what, I can do this myself. Yeah. And I just, I had already been working on it, and I'd been, ha- had my businesses established, but I was like, you know what, College was there as a backup. And then that's when I met Jay. I actually came down here and this is crazy. I met Jay on a Friday night with Joe. They told me, obviously from what they seen at the time, that, you know, listen, where you want to go and your goals, college isn't going to get me what I wanted. And college may get some people what they want, just what I was looking to do. Mm. Like, you know, I had everything on one side and then I had everything else on the other side. And we were, like, drawing a bridge of what was going to get me from A to B. And college wasn't going to do that. So the guys, they literally said to me, man, like, college is not for you. And I knew, this is crazy, because I knew this in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was afraid to drop out because I had so much pressure on me to go to college. Mm. The guys told me that. They said, listen, I don't think college is for you. They said, you know, maybe you should think about dropping out. That was Friday. It's a mad right? to hear, though, isn't it? Like- crazy. Wait, you hear this. That was Friday. Went home the next day. Didn't want to tell me ma because ma, I'm dropping out of college. Next morning, she says to me, Callum, how did th- how did that meeting with uh, Jay and, and Joe go? I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And no, I went really good. Went really good. Um, yeah, um, they, they, they said to me about, uh, I'm not, about college. And she was like, oh, well, you're obviously still going to go to college. And I was like, uh. I was like, no, that's a thing. I'm, I was like, I'm not going back. I'd made the decision. I knew I was not going yeah. back, and that—that's why we had a lot of respect for him and took him very serious. And because so everything we said to him, we took in straight away. And when yeah. he made that decision, we were like, "Fuck!" Yeah. So then the, yeah. mo- the Monday, mo- so that was on a Friday. The Monday morning, I never went back to college. <laughs> and then I saw, I sold the car. They told me, "Listen, you need to sell the car." Mm. 
I took a bit of time selling the car. I needed it a little bit further down the road, but um, yeah. So I always kind of knew, and then you know when I met the lads, I, you know at such a young age, and I had the thoughts in my head. They just gave me a bit of reassurance that listen, you know maybe you need to go all in. Were you and comfortable I've, taking their advice? Because you can oh, imagine yeah. it. Was no, like no, no. I knew. I knew that. I knew in my head. I knew in my head. I had the right decision. They just, they just like validated it. Mm-hmm. They just said, yeah. "Listen, mate, you're thinking correct. You've just got to do it." Yeah. And I just needed that little push. It was like a domino, man. I was gone then, and Happy I was, days. I was set. That's brilliant. Yeah. Now when he did, and I suppose that's the shit we'll get into now. So uh, uh, when when we first met Callum, he was um, he was dipping in and out of Amazon. Um, he was selling uh, doggy. <laughs> Jay's gonna call them doggy blankets. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I knew he was gonna say that. No, I was selling. Well, yeah, it was doggy blankets. Hammocks. I saw <laughs> yeah, the, video. The, the technical name is uh, pet hammocks. Pet hammocks. So it's like you really put nice. them on the back of your car, and you know it keeps the dog from dirty in the back of the car. That's clever. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, it was a really good idea, and you know I was I was certain that this business was gonna make me a shit ton of money. It would have made me a shit ton of money, but it wasn't after a little bit of time that I started learning more about cash flow and scaling. And I realized that the cost of this product, like it was okay for me to buy 100 units of this product. I had the money. Um, but then when I was when it was going so good, I didn't have enough money to actually buy enough in bulk. I didn't have the mm-hmm. cash flow because yeah. of payment processing issues and stuff like that. And I couldn't scale and I just couldn't keep up with the demand. So right. I started learning more. You were number one seller on Amazon or now, weren't you? Yeah, like you and, were. then, and then I just, I started learning more about cash flow, logistics. Um, and that was kind of, to be honest, that was my first kind of business venture. Mm-hmm. Proper one. And, not, you know, I'd kind of doing side hustles as a teenager and stuff like that. But I learned pretty fast about that. And, you know, if I was to sum up, I guess everybody, when you're starting out, you know, there's going to be not just one failure. Like the first one's always going to fail. You know, if you hit on the first... Well, would you consider the first one a no, failure? No, no, no. Sorry, I shouldn't say it like that, right? It's it's either win or learn, really, because yeah. now when you look back... But at the time, I thought it was a failure. At the time. John Kavanagh quote, that is. Yeah, yeah. yeah very John Kavanagh. <laughs> Maybe I'm watching too much Conor McGregor. I, the, yeah. I, I, I think you're definitely right. Win or learn, because well, you definitely at, at the At the time, when you go through that, you, you do think you failed. Mm-hmm. When you're young, yeah. and you don't... You don't realise what, like, now, when, when something goes wrong, I'm like, great, because this is what I'm going to mark in my book, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen again. So yeah. I see that as I'm limiting I'm limiting st- bad things from happening. And I see, like, you know, realistically now, as I'm older and maturer, you know, failure is really opportunity in disguise. And I know that sounds so cringy. You know what I mean? No, it's a hundred percent. You just need to get over that stupid thinking that failure is failure. Yeah, you need to think positive, and it's, it's an opportunity to level up, and that's it. And it's cut in its rawest form. I, I'm sure I've said it in multiple podcasts, but my favorite quote, one I actually want to get tattooed right across my chest, is "Mistakes are stepping stones to success." They they are. Do you know what I mean? They are. Let's not get rich. I die trying. No. No. Okay. <laughs> no. No. It, uh, Our tug life. So so that one. That no one, regrets. I was a, oh, no. <laughs> no regrets. I seen that. One. He, spelled that he, spelled, he spelled that wrong, didn't yeah. he? he spelled that wrong. Yeah. That's oh, that's really bad. <laughs> but yeah, no. D- definitely, definitely. You just gotta. If anyone's listening and you're starting out and something went wrong, listen. Get used to it. Listen. You've got to dis. This is a good one. I didn't. 
Oh, this isn't my quote, by the way, because someone will like say that he didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you've got to learn to discipline your disappointments. Yeah, and that's, that's the good. way it is. Yeah. That's the way you've got to think of it, and you've just got to realize that. Listen, if eventually, if you keep making mistakes, there's not going to be many mistakes left. Left, and that's yeah. what happened with, in my case. And I kept going. I kept going. And some days were bad, you know what I mean? And you've got to keep going and just... Eventually what happens is, if you just keep pushing on, you're going to learn enough from your failures that what happens is it's just like, you're going to figure this out. Mm. Like, I'm a... If you have this belief, like, I will figure out how this works. Regardless of what industry you're in, what you're doing, I'm going to figure out how this works and I'm going to get it. And I started... This was so bent into my head that it wasn't a matter of like, if this is going to happen, it was a matter of when. And I still say that to this day, even with goals I have now. Like, it's not when it, oh, it's not uh, if it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when is this going to actually happen. It's going to yeah. happen soon. I know it is. Mm. It's just, I, I can't give you the exact day. But I know whatever I'm doing, it's going to happen. I suppose, and, and and that's another reason, Callum, why me and Joe took to you so well. So, obviously, Jay, as you can see, he's not a fucking slouch either, you know? You go to the gym, so you pay attention on yourself. So, between going to the gym, looking after your, your body, looking after your mind with books, juggling a job, mm. on top of juggling, trying to figure out where you're going to live, all this shit blew my mind for a young for so young. But, after, after the whole um, doggy hammocks thing... <laughs> <laughs> what happened after that then? So after that, I continued selling products online. Mm. Started kind of learning a bit more how it worked, mm-hmm. making sales. Didn't really have the f- that that initial problem anymore. Um, so I was doing dropshipping brands. You know what I mean? Kind of, you know, looking for a killer product. They mightn't last you too long. Nothing too specific. Um, whatever was making money. So that was going good. And then I ended up. This was started. Um to just get my, my this right in my head um, from there I ended up going into business with a guy who was a little bit older than me so I thought it was a sick idea I was like you know we can make this work and what happened was we spent four or five months on this business and then I realised hmm I was I, I think I'm better working not, I wouldn't say by myself because I've got a business partner right now but mm. I started realising that maybe this wasn't a good match for me. Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't the right chemistry or yeah, something w- like that. it wasn't the right chemistry and I ended up calling that a day and then I started getting into sales, uh, started diving heavier into the psychology behind sales marketing um, and I used that to, to push on with, with, the bit, with the existing stuff that I was doing and then eventually that snowballed one thing into another. I could sp- I could talk here all day about everything that happened in between. Yeah, yeah. there was um, a lot. There was a lot. Mm. But I used that. I travelled. I went over to America. Um, you know, I met some of the... At the time, my idols, people, you know, worth 60, 100 million. Um, I made it my aim to, to all the money I was making from the business. Mm-hmm. And this is super important for anybody who's listening. This is... You've got to remember this. Don't go trying to... All right, I want to make sure I get this right. You've got to learn... Oh, what was the quote? I know what you're trying to no, say no, hold as on, well. Let me so say it. Me, <laughs> no, 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 let, let me get, let me get <laughs> this right. You want to say no, it for let, let me, No, no, let me, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, you've got to learn... Um, you've got to learn how to... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even going to try to think about what it is because I can't remember. But basically, you've got to invest in yourself until you can learn how to make money in the market. Right? So, like, you've got all these people... 
you know, who are really committed to starting businesses and they're just going out. But I find you, and this is in hindsight, and mm-hmm. if I could give anybody advice, invest in yourself, keep investing in yourself, in your education, until you can learn how to produce money in the market. Learn how to do it. Go invest. That's what I did. I went abroad. I spent, I remember, check. this is crazy. I checked my AOB expenditure one year. It said I had spent, I don't know what the exact word was, but 71000 on like education and investments. It like categorized yeah, it. Yeah, no, well believe um, it, yeah. And I, I figured it out. I was like, you know what? I can learn from my own mistakes, which was great. Everyone's going to have their own mistakes. But if you can learn from the mistakes of others, you're going to fast track your success a whole lot quicker. And that's why... You've got to seek out the best people in the world in your field. And not only that, that's why you've got to read books. People don't realize the power of books. Basically, if you read autobiographies, you're basically getting a mentorship from that person. You get to look into their life, their mistakes, everything they fucked up on, and you can be like, I'm not going to make that same mistake. That's a good mm. way of looking at it. Man, that's the way I see it. So you've it got, is, yeah. You've got to be seeking out the best people. And that's another thing I would say to, to people. Yeah, it's especially people you're aspiring mm. to. So if you want to be a footballer, obviously the more football autobiographies you read, you benefit from. Yeah, exactly. If you wanted to be a fighter, Ben Dawn or whatever, you I know actually, what I mean? I was only listening to uh, George St. Pierre on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, so yeah. did I. We're not, we're, we're not plugging Joe Rogan here. Don't stay away from that podcast. Um, <laughs> I know, no, Joe's cool. No, uh, maybe, maybe we'll get him on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but what I was listening to him say, he made a, it was a GQ, that was the name of YouTube, GQ magazine, and they said, they were talking to George and they said, what did you spend your first million? I've seen it. Did Very you good. Yeah. What did you spend your first million on? Mm. And it was the force, you know, he, the force one was he gave back to his parents, helped the family. But then he spent 250 grand on traveling the world to level up because he knew that the pressure was on him now. Yeah. So he said, it's easy to become a champion. It's harder to stay a champion. Yeah, so he knew yeah. that if he got Laxy Daisy, he was going to he was going to be in for a shock. So he went to Thailand to learn Muay Thai. He went to Brazil to learn Jiu Jitsu, went to New York to learn Jiu Jitsu, went to France to learn striking and he spent 200 he spent a quarter of that just on education improvement yeah so so you know it is a, it is a thing that the people who do succeed they do that you know yeah and that to me is a part of the reason I'm a big MMA fan I'm huge yeah, yeah, Jay said something at the start if you don't mind me asking I didn't want to butt in did, he was talking about Conor McGregor or something. Did you have something to do with Conor McGregor? Yeah, because oh. I hate talking oh, about it. No, because I didn't know. I heard you say yeah. something. So uh, I was actually going to say here, that's actually a perfect example of, of what happened to Conor McGregor. He got too much money and he got too comfortable and that's why he wasn't constantly upskilling himself and that's why he got beaten by Dustin Poirier. Because yeah. he, he just got laxy daisy. Now, he, he was working, but he, he wouldn't have walked... GSP said it in the podcast that you yeah. talked no, about. He did. He said, no, the way, I didn't the way actually see it. No, he did. He said that. I remember seeing that. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, GSP was like, look, if he want, he can come back, but he needs to take himself away from yes, this. Yes, he has to. 100%. Yeah. And, and I think Dustin Poirier... Dustin was, Poirier's a dog, man. Oh, man, unbelievable. I love him. And, and yeah, you know, I love him. I'm yeah, a big so fan. You know what the crazy thing was about that? Was that so many people were like, oh, yeah, I'm lamping money on McGregor. And I was looking around, and even me family, I was saying, listen... I'm, right. I'm not betting against Dustin Poirier here. In fairness, I, I said it from the start. Now, I, I never called Dustin, but I said it's it, it's going to be a fight. I'm going to show you the the one of the last videos we done on the last uh, crowd I was with in England, MMA latest. I done one on Dustin Poirier, mm. and I said it. I says, outside of Khabib Nurmagomedov, 
Dustin Poirier is the best lightweight on the planet. Yeah. And that's including Conor yeah. McGregor. Yeah. And listen, I love Conor listen, McGregor. He's got, yeah. in, he's got in there, and the way I see it is the way Conor was in 2014, 2015, whatever year it was. That's man, the thing. Though. He is yeah. not the same person. Conor, if, uh, uh, this is just my thoughts. He's got to go back to whatever he, whoever he had in the camp, whatever way exactly. he was training, whether it was Edo Porta. I don't know who was there at the time, but he is not the same person he was then. Yeah. No, and the, it was the, it was a gift and a course for him, wasn't it, to Mayweather fight? Because it was the best thing in his life and it was the worst thing in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He made all that money, but... So, so to answer like, this question, how, how, what, what yeah, was Yeah, so I'll, I'll get into it now. Before I get into it, though, I don't mean to continue rambling. But I just want to get this out there. I've okay, said it okay. in my previous podcast. Kind of, I personally think, right, even though he wasn't training as much and he was getting a bit laxy-daisy, I personally think if the Moyne games had been there, he would have he won the fight. I, I and know, the crowd is back the next time. I noticed, well. I noticed the whole thing of you know him being missed and nice. And I was wondering in my head, I was just like, hmm, this seems a bit, I don't know. Like, I don't think it went hand in hand with... With like him not in that same mindset, and then him being nice. Dustin, about it. Dustin was like a baby. Everywhere he, Connor, what the force fight? Yeah. Everywhere Connor was, Dustin was shaking. Dustin yeah. was nervous. Yeah. If you bring that nervousness into the octagon, you're fucked. But I, it's game over. But it, I, think, and, I, think, I think that's bad now because Dustin knows. Exactly. Knows this is now. why this is going to be such a big fight. Oh, because like, cause Connor can't get in and say, I'm going to do this because Dustin's already fought. Yeah, but he's he like, needs. Yeah, mate, I've knocked you clean out. So yeah, well. yeah, he, needs, he needs to bring that back. He needs to bring the angry well, it, Connor it's back. It's getting nasty now. What do you like, think? What's going to happen, Jay, with the with this inside calf kick? You know, is this the only thing Dustin Poirier has? or Look, it, it was. No. An efficient, no, it's not the only thing he has, but it was an like, integral part of that fight. Like, I mean, like you if, chop him down at the bottom and you take him out at the top. If he takes that away, beautiful. and obviously we don't have 100,000 MMA listeners here, so we probably don't know the ins and outs of MMA, but for anyone who does, and I just want to know, because Jay, you said you're into MMA, if Connor, you know, fixes that inside la- or inside calf yeah. from happening, maybe, I don't know how you do it, but... This what, is what 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 will Dustin bring? As is it the striking? What what you know? He'll probably look to take him down. He'll probably look to try and sub him on the ground. But what's he also Connor, knows he can Connor, knock him out on the feet. What's Connor like on the ground? Well, you look at it, like he swept Nate Diaz, who was a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Mm, he's decent, you know. Uh, Chad Mendes went for a guillotine. Who Team Alpha Male have probably the best guillotine in MMA. Yeah, Connor that, that, straight that out got that up, move, knocked him That out. move, what he got out of that one with that Chad Mendes, twist. That, that twist. Yeah, all. beautiful. So I was doing some training over across the road in SBG at the time. And uh, not like giving away a location, you bleeding need you. Oh, sorry, we're a little bit away from that, but um, it was at the time he was, meant to, he was meant to do the, the Sanjos fight. And I was yeah. just watching, and I was like, Jeez, I think he's he a brown belt. Is he a brown belt? He's a brown belt. He got his brown belt after he knocked out Dustin Poirier. <laughs> like, yeah. Why was it? Was yeah. it after he knocked him out? Yeah, I've seen that happen a few times. But well, yeah, tell me, tell me. Yeah, tell so, me. so what we were speaking about was um, so Jay actually went to uh, college for journalism, and he he didn't even expect to get into the into Ballyfermot College, and then when he got accepted into it, he put up on his Facebook that um his first interview was going to be Conor McGregor. And someone obviously shared this yeah. for, that was, for him. Sorry, keep in mind, that wasn't like a confirmed like interview. That was just me manifesting. Him manifesting, you know I mean? yeah. yeah. You just said that my first one's going to be Conor and McGregor. I, just, I knew it. Like, I knew it was going to happen. But Sick. as I said to Jay, it was like, it was, it was, that's the goal up here. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
I should have started down here, you know, yeah. and and built my way. Please, did you did you get it? I, I, it was the first thing I got. Yes, man. Do you know what yes. I mean? It was the first thing I got. But I'm after giving, that, I'm giving Jay a fist bump. Just you know, people can't see. Well. Jay too. He's not not one. Jay that, one didn't get out. Yeah, we're gonna need to sort this, aren't we? <laughs> so, so, so what what happened then? You did you got to know Connor? And did you? Or you yeah, I met him a couple of times. Oh yeah, I did, I done the interview. Um, I'm gonna let you tell this story because yeah. I'm about to fucking piss myself. Yeah, so I'll be back in two seconds. You right. continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Joy. what 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 happened there? So now we we done the interview. Um, what what year was this? What fight? This was, what fight? It was after about? the Max Holloway fight. Oh jeez, it was still early. Yeah. Oh, hey, this yeah. is fucked up. The, the shit he has, and <laughs> yeah. he hasn't releases. They're coming through really? the sound, and that looks brilliant. Uh, yeah. So you've got unreleased stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll see if I can dig up something here on the phone. But what I done was, right, I I reached out to him. Oh, no, I didn't. I, I put it out on me, me social media that I wanted to interview him. Yep. People amongst my friends on Facebook obviously had, we have mutual friends, me and Connor had yeah, mutual yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, right? local so, people. So someone seen it and basically sent it to him. Now, I have an idea who it was, but I came home from college one day and it was back in the iPhone or the iPod touch days, you I know? I remember that, yeah. So... Had to go home to get me Wi-Fi, right? And then <laughs> as I opened it up on my Facebook, it was like, oh, one notification, Conor McGregor. I was like, what the no f- way. fuck is going on? So he wrote on my page and he was basically just saying, uh, thanks for the support. Uh, be a pleasure to give you an interview someday. We'll make it happen. Um, no way. Yeah, so I replied. Uh, I replied to that. And then I was thinking, like, maybe this is just going to get lost. You know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah, maybe, it, maybe it won't happen. He's just being nice and fair yeah. play to him or whatever. You know what I mean? And then he ended up uh, DMing me. I'm just showing you a picture there now. So that's from the interview. No way. Yeah. So I end up... Uh, yeah, he DMed me and he left me his phone number. And he's like, right, I'm coming home from LA. Um, What's going to happen is I have an interview on Tuesday with Satante. In the yeah. gym. This is in the gym on the Long Mile Road. So he said, come down after Satanta and we'll do the interview. So I'm like, as I said to you in the last podcast, you know, I'm standing in my bedroom looking out the fucking bedroom window <laughs> on the phone to him. Like, it's not like I'm on the phone to one of the boys. Yeah, I'm on the phone to you. Like do you know what I mean? <laughs> now, when I look at it now, it's, oh yeah, it was the bloke who fought Mayweather, the double champ. But at the time, it was just Conor McGregor. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now tell him, tell him when, um, tell him why you didn't release it. Right, so... <laughs> Uh, Diego Sanchez, like him and Diego Sanchez used to like go back and forth on Twitter all the time. And uh, I remember Sanchez was doing an interview and he was basically asked, he's like, right, everyone, like, they've no respect for Conor McGregor. They think he's being uh, treated differently and all. He's getting the easy ride or whatever. He's this allowed. is UFC fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's getting the easy ride and a lot of fighters see him as a loudmouth. And Diego Sanchez pretty much said the same. But he was asked, he's like, right, what's. What's something nice you could say about him? Do you have any compliments towards his style? Anything, do you know what I mean? And he goes, oh, yeah, I've got compliments. And then instead of giving him compliments, he just continued insulting him. So basically, I picked up on that and I just said it to Connor. In the interview? Yeah, I was like, oh, you know, Diego Sanchez, he said he has a couple of compliments for you or whatever. And then I repeated the insults and he's like, are they supposed to be compliments? And I was like, eh, but... Oh, that, that's what he said. Do you know what I mean? It was it was a real slow one. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. that one bit, that that one bit in it, it I cringe at it, and that's why I, I wouldn't never Wait, put when it you, out. When you look back on the actual yeah, because I I watch it and I remember being there because I remember like, there's there's the bit where he's like, are they supposed to be compliments? And I was like, 
Yeah, well, that's what he said, and he's like, ah, yeah, right, right. Okay, mate, right. It, it happens, though, isn't it? Even when anyone hops on camera... Exactly. ...audio recordings, it's like, you know what? Like, you're not going to get everything perfect. But it was all cool after that. The cunt went to bleed and sin and went to his gaff after it and all. <laughs> Stead in his gaff till about 7 o'clock in the morning Did you, and mate? fucking... Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Crack. Yeah, it's a good story. But listen to the fucking podcast, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. won't have to repeat yeah, himself. What, when was your when was your last encounter? <laughs> yeah, I, I, so when I, I got started doing the MMA, um, and that's that was my goal, and I'm like, this is my career, this is what I'm gonna do, um, and I was writing for little websites here and there, and I said to myself, I'm not gonna be able to do this job correctly. If I don't train in it, like if I'm not knowledgeable about what's going on, I'm not gonna do well at this. You know what I mean? So I started, mm. I started training, and I went to SPG. Uh, I've seen him a lot there. Um, funnily enough, the first time I'd seen him in SPG after the interview, um, I had a, I was waiting on a boxing class to start, and I was sitting on uh, an MMA class, but I was sitting on the boxing ring. And the way I'm sitting now, the way you're sitting or whatever, and he walks past and he, he's just, he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, sit up straight, you know, like, <laughs> gorilla. Do you know what I mean? Your posture. You fuck your back up like that. And he just walked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mate, and I'm just sitting there, mate, it's mad. Because I, when I, I done like I was in college at the time, I went into SBG and I've met him twice. Once in 2013, actually funny enough, I was in Spores Steakhouse in Livy Valley. Do you remember that? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I was in there and I was with my uncle. Fucking and missed that spot. He was that clearly was coming out on Nando's. I'm he, was, he, was coming out, yeah. he was. He was coming out on Nando's. <laughs> and someone texted saying, this MMA fighter, I didn't even know who he was, mm. is in next door. He's black hair. He's going to be leaving in a minute. You should get a photo of him. So I went there with my uncle. He was with D. Um, I think he, he wasn't even, I don't know what car he was driving at the time, but it just shows that he was nothing. I didn't even know his name. Yeah. And uh, got the photos. He actually ended up hopping on the phone to me, brother. Like, we didn't know what was going on. We didn't even know who this person was. But I met him in SBG then a couple of years later, around the time of uh, Nate Diaz, the first one. Oh, shit. And nice. So did the Sanyos fight originally? Yeah, and then it was like 13 days out and it got cancelled or something. Mm. So I'm standing there and I was waiting for ages because I wanted to talk to him, obviously. At mm. this point, he's a superstar. <clears throat> and um, I said to him, to him, I wanted to ask him about head movement. You know, like what about rolling with punches? Mm-hmm. And I said, Have you got any advice? And he just straight out said to me, He said, You just got to get in there and do it. He said, Just get, go in there and get some of the throw punches at your face. That's <laughs> probably the best no, advice. He said, he, said, he said, Just get in and do it. He said, You just need someone to start throwing digs at your face and you'll learn. Yeah. And it was a good point. I was like, That's a good point. I'll tell you what, some of them in, in SPG, as, as big as they are, they are very approachable. You know, I was there when he fought, funnily enough, we were talking about it, the first time he fought Dustin Poirier. Mm. And I remember li- like finishing my class, you know, coming out of the changing room and I'm, we used to get like these protein smoothies at the reception right before we left. And he was sitting on a couch right beside it. And he's just lying the there. black leather couch. It was actually a cream couch. Co- it might have been a black couch. I don't know. Um... Well, anyway, yeah, he used to bring like a copy book and he'd write down all his information. <laughs> Dean is gonna kill me for putting that detail in and cutting across it. Apologies. <laughs> Dean is like, you don't need them stupid details. The reason I said that is because I'm aware of the, I'm, I'm ninety nine percent sure there's a black leather couch in, in the reception area. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny. It's funny. I think you're thinking of casting couch, AJ. Anyway, <laughs> he's gone red. Um. Yeah, and he had a note. You said he had a note. he had a notepad, and he was basically he takes down stuff from all his classes that he done and that, that he's gonna go over, 
and like he records every single session, every minute of every session, and he watches it back. It was mad. But then I, I remember like he was sitting there and he had a his thumb was taped up in like it was like a his thumb, his thumb, his thumb. Yeah, I thought he said his thumb was taped up. Yeah, his thumb B at the end. Yeah, but it was like this duct tape thing or that that was on it. And I remember asking him D at the end. <laughs> yeah, and you remember asking him. Remember asking? I'm sure. It's the little things to him. Look at him; he's so happy. Dean's gonna give me for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then I remember asking him, "I was like, what's up with the handle, Rabbi?" And he's like, "He done the like some sort of like ligaments in his thumb." So we're thinking, like, "Oh, he's probably the poor fight's not gonna happen or something." Do you know what I mean? It's mm. gonna break that. He's oh, didn't injured. this come out after something? Yeah. He didn't even mention he, he, it. He says it in the post fight interview. I remember he, saying this. He's like, he, "I didn't even mention it." He's like, "I had a broken thumb or something." Yeah. I remember now that you say that. I remember him talking about it, yeah. and he never disclosed it before the fight. Yeah, never disclosed it. I remember, like I was again, I was in the change room mm. one time. But you knew that, you knew this before it happened. Yeah, and the same thing when the Diego Brando fight, uh, the Colin Miller, he was originally scheduled to fight Colin Miller, and Colin Miller dropped out. He was injured. We heard that before it went, you know, mainstream. Um, and I remember asking him. I remember asking him in the build up to it, I was like, Are you gonna fight Colin Miller? Because they were going at each other. And he's like, Look at you, he's trying to get a scoop, you know, just because I interviewed mm. him. I was like, Something helped me, like, do you know what mm. I mean? As if he didn't help me enough. But yeah, like, so I had a couple of meetings with him, and he's very, uh, he's very accommodating in that sense. And then the last meeting I had with him was at Forbidden Fruit when he was pissed drunk. And I asked him for a photo, and my phone went dead. <laughs> we'll, we'll get him on eventually, don't worry, we'll get him on. I sure, I'll just make a phone call, have his number. Exactly. <laughs> uh, back, back to, to this you. fella, you swear he... Yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, no, look, f- the, the floor is yours, you know what I mean? Whatever you want, you want to ask us a few questions as well, because there's a lot There's a lot that people want to know as well. But back to yourself and now, Callum. Um, so... I think the last thing I asked you was where are you at now? What are you doing now? Yeah, so what I'm doing now is um, I've got two companies. I've got Ecom and Chill, which is a business that specialises in helping. Basically, what we do is we turn influencers into CEOs by helping them launch their own Ecom brands. And then my second company is Roach Marketing Group, where I consult and yeah, mainly consulting and coaching with upcoming entrepreneurs or um private clients on marketing and, and sales. Okay. Which one is more successful? <laughs> they're both they're both pretty good. They're, like you know what I mean? I wouldn't say one is shit. No, <laughs> no, no, but obviously <laughs> one is generating more no. money. And the, I, Not too personal. I, I, I laughed the second you <laughs> asked the question. No, right now the, the baby what what I'm what I'm running with heavy is e comment chill. Yeah, I was thinking um, that. So d- tell us a bit more about <laughs> that and what it involves. So e comment chill and from what you just mentioned there, you're you're taking on influencers and, and helping them make their own e com store, <laughs> is it? Or what ways it works? Yeah, Explain so, to me the average listener what an e com is. Okay, so e-com is like a short word for e-commerce. Right. So if anyone doesn't know what e-com is, e-commerce. E-commerce is buying and selling things online. Amazon, that's an e-commerce business. Okay, right. So, so an online store. An, on, an online store. Uh, you sell products online, that's e-commerce. I sell, just never heard that term sell before. Serv- <laughs> yeah. Sell services online, that's e-commerce. It's, it's, it's actually good that you ask that because there's probably other people that w- don't you know. Wouldn't, you wouldn't believe when I, when I speak to some influencers... And again, I use the bunny ears of the quotes when I say the word influencers. I'm not a big believer in the word 
not uh, neither are they. I'm not a big yeah. I'm not a big believer oh I'm an influencer for a living. I don't like that. It makes me cringe. Mm-hmm. Like when I call them that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um I genuinely believe an influencer is somebody because nowadays the way it works is, for example, you know, I don't really call them in, I don't believe they're influencers because let's say my girlfriend. This is this is hypothetical. She goes Chloe, by the way. She goes, let's say Hypothetically, she goes to a girl influencer. I'm doing the quotes. She goes to a girl influencer's Instagram page. Mm. She ends up leaving that Instagram page, like kicking herself about, I don't look good. I wish I looked like I that. I know what you're going okay? with it, yeah. So I don't believe that if you walk away from someone's social media platform happy about yourself, that's not influence. Mm-hmm. That's putting someone down. So that's yeah. why I don't like using that word because influencing... I believe should only be used for the good, and a lot of people aren't getting getting that. But so, what do you call them? <clears throat> to be honest, I work with actors, athletes, celebrities. That's if you want to know who I work with. But to put all them in under one belt, they they're people who have an influence on people's buying behavior. They have an influence on what you're gonna buy. Let's say, for example, I I play a little bit of golf. Sometimes I'm not great. I wear Nike. Can you guess why why I wear Nike when I play golf? You want to feel like Tiger? I want to feel yeah. like, I want to be like Tiger Woods. He has an influence on me. So we, yeah. we just categorise them as influencers. That was like, I was like me with Adidas, <clears throat> David Beckham. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah, so so it just shows that people do buy that. And what's happening is with, with the influencer space, as we'll call it, our social media, it's, number one, it's becoming very saturated. Everyone nowadays is like calling themselves an influencer or whatever it is, and they're all promoting anything they can get their hands on. Mm. And what's happening is the level of trust between people and their followers is going down because we know when someone puts up a product, like, oh, go buy this. Listen, you were just getting paid to promote that. Mm -hmm. You don't even believe in the product. And what happens is there's people out there who do this so often that they've got no level of trust or genuine connection. But so this isn't a viable career path for the future. And what you have to re- what these people have to realize is that the people who are getting ahead in the industry, the like the people who are really making long-term wealth or sorry, creating long-term wealth, they're not focused on endorsement deals. They're they know, they've realized that they've got two assets. They've got a personal brand, right? And they've got a following that is loyal. And they know that why should I make the money for Adidas or whoever it is, why should I promote their stuff and they make all the money when I can make it all for myself? So what they do is the people who are ahead, they've started their own brands. They've took complete ownership of what they sell because they know how much money these brands make off the back end and how little you get. Whereas so many influencers now, and I say influencers in quotes, Mm. they're focused on fast money, trying to look good, Keeping up with the Kardashians, I have to look as good as you, whereas the the smart people are getting ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, you're mentioning there looking at keeping up the Kardashians. Kardashians are actually paving the way for what you're doing. So, sorry, I'm just taking a drink here. So, what's happening is it's a lot of vodka. People <laughs> people say, <laughs> look, you people say, oh, Kim Kardashian, you know, are the Kardashians? They had it so easy, okay. Whatever people believe, but here's what you've got to here's what you've got to realize is Kylie done something that her sisters could never do. Kim was worth like I don't know 150 million at the time. 
this was maybe two or three years ago, maybe two years ago. And then Kylie came along with Kylie Cosmetics, right? She stepped away from endorsement deals and started taking ownership because she realized how much power she had, right? She done that. And then Forbes came out and said that she was a self-made billionaire. billionaire Whether it was yeah. self-made or not, who cares, right? I'm not going to get into that debate. People were saying it wasn't, she is, or who knows, right? She's a billionaire regardless. She's a, she's yeah. a billionaire She's a billionaire regardless, right? Then Kim comes along. Last week, Forbes bring out an article. Kim Kardashian is officially a billionaire. Saying that. Right? The first quote from Kim in the article, the first quote says... It's the first time since 2017. Now, if someone don't be listening to this, and I'm not going to get the words perfect, but this is what it yeah, said. Yeah, she didn't say it like that. Right. She, no, no, she, she did. She did. <laughs> she said, this is, I'm just going to miss one word. It's the first time since 2017 that I've stepped away from licensing deals and moved towards complete ownership. And me, with this business, I'm like, you know, we're doing, we're doing really good. And my whole thing is... Um, from sponsorship to ownership. That's like my little tagline. A little <clears throat> slogan. Then Kim Kardashian comes out and says, it's the first time I've moved away from licensing deals to having complete ownership. I'm like, this is this is unbelievable. This is mm. this is like... This is what you're she, saying. She's, she's plugging my business. Mm. So, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. For nothing. This is what I'm saying. I'm nearly going to send <laughs> no her... No regrets. I'm nearly going to send her an invoice. <laughs> so, she done that. And that's, that's another major one, but you've just got to look at all the big people, even the people in the top industries you know. They're taking ownership, they know. And what's happening is, people are going to be left behind in 12 to 18 months. God forbid, and I don't wish it upon anybody, 95% of the industry are going to be wondering where did it all go wrong. The future of influencing, and remember this, if you're a so-called influencer listening, the future of influencing is not endorsement deals. It's entrepreneurship. Mm. And and whether you want to be an entrepreneur or not, listen, you've got to, you've got to be able to realise, you know, some things happen for the good, some things happen for the bad. The industry you're in right now is changing. Mm. No, no one's <coughs> expecting things to go wrong on Instagram, the whole influence. No, nobody's, nobody's expecting it, but what you've got to realise is there's too many people become, like, saturating the market. And number two, Instagram are cutting down on organic reach. Yeah, but so, well, see, do you think the little businesses are keeping these people afloat as well? Because you see a lot of the, you know, up and coming businesses sending people free shit and all. Yeah, but, but, mm-hmm. but will free will free shit pay? You know what I mean? I wore a jumper the other day. The bank won't cash your followers. Like, you can't go into AOB and say, listen, mate, I've got. There's a hundred thousand likes, but it's a good, it's a good starting point. Like, uh, yeah, it's a good, it's a good starting point. But I'm not, I'm not going after. For example, it is a good starting point for someone who's starting out. Mm. But my clientele isn't someone who's starting out. I'm looking for someone with an existing audience of, you know, upwards of two hundred and fifty thousand followers that are loyal. You haven't spammed them or you haven't saturated them with like every product. I need a mutual connection. And then we can possibly work together. I'm not looking for someone who's starting out. So are me. these people coming to you? Are you going to them? And if you're going to them without obviously getting the profile or getting them to send over their analytics, how are you realizing that? Like these are genuinely organic followers. These are these are loyal fans. Like these are clicking these links that she is posting. Yeah. Like, do you not figure that out until well, you have fo- the conversation? Followers, followers, in my opinion, doesn't mean too much. Engagement. It's, it's all about engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about engagement. And you can't see it on mobile, but if you go onto Instagram on a laptop nowadays, you can see, if you just hover over the photos, you can see how many likes it has and how many comments. In, in Ireland, I, if someone's listening to this in abroad, I think they've still got the like feature. 
but I can't see that unless I'm on my laptop. But engagement right. is super important. We use softwares now, yeah, and they actually cost a lot to figure out, and we get deep analytics. Um, but you wouldn't believe, man, how many people have fake followers. And to be honest, mm-hmm. I had this conversation with Jay the other day. I'm not gonna hate on people with fake followers. I got fake followers before when I first started on Instagram. You know what I mean? I think I bought a couple of thousand or whatever. Like people do that, and I'll tell you why. Why some people have to do it, and and this is very important. And I'm not saying go out and buy, you know, what I mean, hundreds of thousands or whatever, mm. and go scam people, but people have certain expectations on social media nowadays. Yeah, and some people, then they don't want to look at what you are talking about, or they don't want to see, they don't want to look at anything about you, unless you've got 10k or 20k. Mm. So let's say you've got Jay, for example. Let's say you've got a service. Let's say you can really help people. Okay. Yeah. Whatever the service may be, did you hear so? Right, did you hear? Let's say you're a counselor. Selfless plug, there, let's, say, let's say you're some sort of counseling for mental health. Okay? okay, yeah. And what happens is people don't want to listen to you because you don't got you, you know. I mean, your your Instagram is six hundred followers or whatever, and you know you're not really well established. Mm-hmm. So, but you've got a service, and there's people out there suffering, but you can't get them to do business with you. Okay, mm-hmm. so in order for you, the way you've got to think of it is, if people don't get your service, Jay, okay, and this goes same with products, services, whatever. If you really believe that, if those people don't use your services, they're gonna be at a disadvantage, right? And that's that's ethically wrong. If you okay. know you can help somebody, yeah, and you're not helping them, that's not good, right? And number two is the second reason why it's not good is because eventually they're either not going to get help or number two, they're going to go to somebody else who doesn't care about them the way you do and they're not going to get the service you would provide them. So yeah. it's an onus on you. You, you're, like It's on you. You're doing them a disservice by not getting in front of them and getting their attention. So regardless, it doesn't matter. Whatever way you've got to get attention, You've got to get, get it, man. It. You've got, got it. it. If it means having ten k followers, there, go buy ten k followers. Just, I know what you're just, saying. Just so they'll, just so they'll stop and listen to you. Listen, man. It's all about. We live in a three second world. Okay, attention spans are going down. Yeah. If it means just, if it's a method just to get someone to stop on your profile, if it just does that, and you know what I mean, you're giving them something that's going to change their life, man. You've got to do that. I agree with that like, to an extent, like. <clears throat> What I do, like now, now that, <clears throat> before you say that, I just want to say, I'm not saying do that if you're gonna sell something bad. It's this has got to, you've got to use the, all this stuff for ethical. Yeah, it's got to be ethical. You know, don't obviously you don't want to be scamming people. No, but I, I just meant from in terms of the, the reach and what you're saying, like people are only gonna pay attention if you look at like so. If I looked at the Did You Hear Show podcast and I looked at. Joe Rogan podcast is a big difference in numbers in, in terms of a following. Mm-hmm. So I'm probably going to check out the, the Joe Rogan podcast. Let's of course. Just say, right? Mm-hmm. It's just how it is. I do that a lot with football, like in terms of transfers on Twitter. So like if a source comes out, uh, you know, exactly. Philip Brady is after saying that Man United are signing Cristiano Ronaldo <laughs> and he has 12 followers, mm. you know. Followers mm. mean basically reliability. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So mm. I kind of take things a little bit more seriously if I go, oh, well, do you know, he has a large following yeah. there. He must, like, he has that following for something. Exactly. You know I'd, what I mean? I'd love to mention this, um, and I don't mean to be cutting in, and I think this is super important to any marketer. 
anybody, to be honest, not even just a marketer, anybody who wants to do business, even bigger than business, actually, sorry, anyone who wants to kind of try get ahead in a competitive market, it all comes down to positioning. That's actually the, 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 the fundamentals behind this. And positioning is so much more important than anything else. But remember, before I get into this, you've got to be using <clears throat> you've got to be using positioning from an ethical standpoint because it's super powerful. Okay, mm-hmm. it's what I like coach people one to one and stuff. But I was explaining this to Jay the other day, and this will this will this will express the importance of this, right? So there's probably a lot of young entrepreneurs out there now who are, let's say, marketers because I know marketers well. <clears throat> They're competing with others to try and get people to, let's say, do their Facebook ads or run their Google SEO stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're chasing business down and they're trying to convince these people to do business. And they're having a hard time. Maybe they're not getting clients. Okay? Positioning is super important. And this is when I realized this, it changed everything for me. What happens is there's... All right, what way can I explain this best? There's two types of value. You've got physical and intrinsic and this is what makes up positioning, okay? Physical value, the example I gave Jay the last time, was let's say you've got a BMW 7 Series, brand new, and you've got a Rolls-Royce Ghost. You know Rolls-Royce? Mm-hmm. So you've got these two cars. BMW own Rolls-Royce. The two cars actually cost practically the same to produce. I think they cost like sixty or 70000 to actually physically put them together with the parts. Yeah. Now... They both they cost the same. They both drive really well. Other Rolls Royce might have a little a few different cylinders or you know nicer wood. Yeah. One car retails for a hundred grand. The other car retails for three hundred grand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now these these two cars have the same physical value. They both cost let's say roughly seventy grand to produce. But people will pay one hundred grand for the BMW and two or three hundred grand for the Rolls Royce. Why? Because the intrinsic value is greater. And what I mean by that is Rolls Royce is selling you on the feeling of this look at me, I've made it. I'm successful. Yeah. I'm important. That's that, right. That's what people pay an extra two hundred grand for. So what we can con- what we can conclude from that is intrinsic value is worth a whole lot more than physical value. So what these young marketers are doing is they're going and they're like, listen, I'll do your SEO, the physical value, I'll do it cheap, it'll cost you nothing, um, and I'll give you loads of services, they're, they're all the physical side of it, okay? Mm-hmm. And that, first of all, that doesn't make, that tells me that you're not an authority, you're not very important, you're just, you're kind of, not in a bad way, but you really need, uh, like, you need the business, you know what I mean? You're it kind of, you're not an authority, but if we can conclude that intrinsic value is more important, the question we need to ask ourselves is, how do we increase our intrinsic value? Forget about Rolls-Royce. How do I increase Jay Garvey's intrinsic value? How do I increase Callum Roach's intr- intrinsic value? So, I'll give you a little example. I wrote my book, right? Ended up, you know, I didn't just write it for the sake of this, but it ended up becoming a best-selling book, number one bestseller. Happy fucking days. Now, <laughs> my intrinsic value, let's say I've got someone who's a marketing consultant. You know, he's just a marketing consultant. I'm a number one best-selling author. Mm-hmm. I go to do business with somebody. Who are they going to do business with? They're going to do business with me because I've, I'm, I'm an authority now. My intrinsic value is higher than his. Yeah. Right, so there's a load of different things. And then that's where the followers come in. This is why I wanted to touch on this. 
let's say oh, I've got 50,000 followers and you've got 6,000 followers. My intrinsic value is higher. I'm positioned better than you. But what happens is, Jay, and this is super important, and I actually mentioned this to, to Joe Doyle on Clubhouse. Um, <clears throat> what happens is, and this is, I just want to touch on this because this is important to me. I, I just want to, I just want to nearly brag, right? But so many marketing consultants nowadays, like what they'll do is, they'll sell you on stuff like, um, let's say for example, you know, I'll improve your Facebook ads or I'll do your Google or I'll make you, uh, let's say, a better website. Jay, you do websites, so you'll understand me here. Right, mm-hmm. and they'll sell you on all the processes. Like I'll help you improve your process by a better website, better videos, better ads. But what happens is, and DJ, this is nothing, no dig at what your expertise are, which is fucking bad, <coughs> not no, which is which <laughs> is snap. No, no, which is no, 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 no. This is this I know what you're saying. This yeah. is this is from my expertise, and this is why why I do. I'll counter I do. it if I think there's a counter. Yeah, yeah, please do. I believe that nobody and there's no bad thing about this i believe that most marketing people and most um yeah most marketing people they focus on improving the process whereas they're saying oh sales will be easier if we get you a better website okay or let sales will be easier if we run your facebook ads better whereas if we fix the if we focus on the positioning right the selling part is actually easier because if you're positioned really well, right, people will want to do business with you. You're not chasing people down. They come to you, and it's not really much of a sale. You're not saying, hey, listen, I'll do you the best deal. I'll do you that. People are coming to you based on your positioning, and it actually improves the whole process in itself. Now, I just want to touch on this because I know, Jay, you might want to add to it. Um, there's two ways to improve a business, right? Number one is you can improve the process, which is, your websites, your funnels, all that sort of stuff, what no, I would say 99.99% of people do. And that's good because you need you need websites, you need Facebook ads to get traffic. However, you can improve your business by the process or, Jay, if I said to you in a perfect world, listen, man, if we doubled your prices, we would double your business, correct? Yeah. Right? Whereas, let's say, other marketing people, they say, oh, well, we'll do all this and we'll improve your business. If I said, Jay, you double your prices, you double your business. In a perfect world, you, obviously you can't go out and improve, you can't just double. Let's say you're a dentist and braces are worth four grand. You can't go charging eight grand. Eight grand, yeah. Yeah, people be like, what the fuck is up with this guy charging me eight grand for, for braces? But what if we could get pay people to pay you more? The price, so you've got two ways, the process or the price. The price way is a, is a much easier way to improve your business because it's just literally people are giving you more money. So the way you go about doing that is through positioning. Increase your intrinsic value just like Rolls-Royce. See, it all links back together? Yeah. So, I see so you can go improve the process by doing the funnels and the websites and the Facebook ads or we can focus on positioning. We can charge more, make the selling easier. You don't got to convince people to do business as much. And they want to give you money. They're literally saying, "Here, man, take." take well, let money. me let me just pull you on, <clears throat> on on that there, right? Because you're saying, um, this is nothing. <clears throat> I, I agree with a lot of what you said, but th- the way you sounded there, I'm just coming across as a listener here, so I want to say it to you. Okay, okay. You said increase your intrinsic value by raising the price. Is it? No, no, 
no, so you don't you don't increase your intrinsic value by raising the price. I know, I know that. That's why I'm. The, no, but so, that's kind of so, nearly how no, how it sounded. No, what you no. said. So, 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 so how how would, do you increase your intrinsic value? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, as a result of increasing your trends, yeah, positioning and increasing your intrinsic value, you can charge more. You can yes. go about. I've seen people double, triple their prices. I've done it. I've yeah, done it you know, uh, and I know, is, and I is, agree with that side. And this is based on increasing it and how you go about increasing it. Listen, you've got to get creative. You've got to go, let's say, for example, beyond podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, the, that's, the, one, the, that's one way. This yeah. is my argument, right? <clears throat> so, well, well, I'm not saying anything about, like, at the end of the day, I'm not saying that the improvement of process through web design and Facebook ads, man, I have a website and, yeah. I, and that has to be optimised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that's not optimised, you're not going to have any money. Yeah. There's just two ways of going about it. I'm not saying either way is right or wrong. I'm saying I, I mainly go about it. You go this it, way, not, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I go this way. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I need you or I yeah. won't function. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I completely get what you're saying you and I, saying? I don't want to compliment, I don't want to complicate things, right? So, you get what I'm saying though? Let me try and explain it in a way I think people will understand better, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, cool. So, I have a website. Let's say I have 50,000 followers, right? And I'm a product off Amazon, right? For example, I saw, something came up on my Instagram, right? It's like a, a silicone thing that you you wash your hair with the shampoo rather than using your hands. And the whole purpose of this product is basically it gets rid of the flakes so really flaky dandruff and stuff right so i said fuck it it's uh, on this particular instagram you know the instagram products that show yeah, up all yeah, the fucking yeah. time right? that's probably that's probably the, the brands i'm running on yeah <laughs> 30 euro right it's 30 euro on this but instead i see it's the very same name on amazon and i see it for like two euro right do you know what I mean? Yeah. But so it, it's all about if I was to see that Amazon now that that's me because I, I'm kind of clued into yeah, these things now. Exactly. So I know how it works. But if you see that product first, and you go to another website and the website is shit, right? In, in my opinion, it's not necessarily because the website is get shit. You're gonna go by reviewers. Yeah. Right. So this is reviewers. Yeah. Intrinsic value. Massive. Do you know what I mean? Massive. So if I see 9,000 reviews on this shit website and I see three reviews on this website, there's a few bad... Let's say there's three bad reviews and there's all good reviews on this one. I'm going with the shit website that has yes, more reviews. Yes, I agree. Because that's the intrinsic value after being re- uh, increased by the reviews. Wait, would uh, yeah, would that can, be a yeah, good way of putting it? Yeah, reviews, you know, testimonials. Yeah. Just, you know, people... Like, that's one whole thing. That's so, social proof is yeah. one way. So that's yeah. social proof. You know, there's so many different ways. And I guess that's what people come to me for coaching about because they want to become the authority in their space. And all depending on what you're doing, whether you're selling e-commerce, it's going to be reviews. Yeah, That's exactly. It's not just going to be reviews. It's going to be a lot more. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah, like it's it's all about increasing your intrinsic value. And this is what I believe. I believe that in order for people to get ahead in the coming months and the coming years, personal branding is going to be major. Yeah, like it's gonna It's going to be the difference because people buy people. At the end of the day, Jay, would you agree with that? Yeah. People boy people. I I can nearly see it going to a stage where mm. you'll be putting it on your CV. Not one hundred percent. All you've got to do, Probably, yeah. all, God. all you've got to do is look Very at soon as well. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, according to the Wall Street Journal, sold his licenses, the license to his podcast to Spotify. Right, plugging Spotify right 100 now. Hundred million. Right, hundred million. Right, Spotify 
didn't just buy any podcast. They bought Joe Rogan. They bought a person. They bought a personal brand. Joe Rogan's personal brand was a hundred worth a hundred million. That's so crazy. Like, you know, people are going about it. Like if people, obviously, people are so busy with what they're doing. But I'm here to tell you, you've got to start working on your personal brand, mm. and, yeah. and for the influencers as well, you've got to you've got to realize that the future of influencing is not endorsement deals it's entrepreneurship yeah and we're gonna dive more into that but just a quick little plug obviously having a good website and a nice website helps out hit your boy listen, up if you need that listen 100 yeah. 100 <laughs> because even with what we do with ecom and chill we yeah. mainly do uh not so much websites but uh online stores yeah because we build these brands but are you building them off shopify i'm assuming yeah, yeah they're, so yeah. they're but man You've got to have, like, in, in today's day and age, how competitive, or how competitive, like, e-commerce is. I know. Man, you've got to be able to convert people, and you've got to be able to maximize profitability. Like, if you want to make money online, you've got to be optimized. So, you've got to have a good website. You've got to have, it's got to be have clear call to actions. It's got to have a purpose. Not just there to look fancy. It's got to, like, you're, SEO, yeah, you, you're competing. You're competing points. with a lot of people. So, mm. Um, that's super important without that you're going to have like your personal brand and everything will be great but if you don't have a website how are people going to exactly where, where, take where, the action where, where are they going to go <laughs> that's what I mean so it's yeah. like two ways as I said Jay it's like you've got this and then you've got the process you can have a great brand but if you don't have a sales process if you don't have a sales funnel Listen, mate, you're not going to get any money. Exactly. You're you not going to get any money. You could have a shop or something. Where you, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you're talking there about your competitors and you know, there's a lot of them. How much attention do you pay to your competition? My my competition. You're speaking about competitors in terms of like e-coms and stuff, and there's a lot of them out oh, there or yeah. whatever. Like, don't they wouldn't be his competition necessarily because that's what. So Callum actually builds these four people. So who? Yes. So so, so let's like, say you have a hundred a hundred k followers. Yeah. He's so your competitors are gonna be the other star. It's not gonna be him. Because yeah. he's building the stuff. No, for but people. that's what I'm saying. Does he not have them competitors as well? Like, is there not someone else out there that doing that? Like, no, that's so, what I'm asking. Like, so yeah, this is this is what is very unique about what I do. Mm-hmm. There is nobody right now doing this. I am the only person, me and my business partner, he come and chill, are the only business that specifically takes an influencer, gets their mindset right because that's a massive part of it. And turns them into a CEO and give them complete ownership of what they sell. And we do that by helping them build an e-com brand, right? Yeah. We take care of product design. We manage the logistics and the supply chain, right? We build the store infrastructure, right? We get the product. We bring it to life. We manage the business for you. We dispatch all the orders, okay? I'm following And you literally... Don't have to do anything else. You don't lift the finger. You just make important decisions based around the business. We take a percentage of the business, small percentage for managing it, which is only fair. You know, you're super busy doing what you're doing. You Maybe you don't know much about e-commerce or marketing as an influencer. So our service fee is, it a, us type yeah, is a percentage. We'll manage the whole business. Just give us a little percent. Yeah, and that's a that's a fair deal. But that's mad. So like the so, fact so, that you're the, the fact only one doing there's, that. Like. There's people out there who build e-commerce stores. There's people out there who do all that, who sell products online. But we're the only agency that takes influencers from 
where they are from sponsorship to ownership. There's nobody doing it. Nobody. Yeah. So basically, instead of you selling my product for me, so here's a, a tub of shampoo. Instead of you doing that to me, well, you don't need it anymore. He's creating your shampoo for you for you to sell yourself. Yeah. Like we're literally whatever our product, and it comes. It's not just any product. It's all got to do with what actually resonates with your audience. So at the end of the day, Jay, you know, people don't care about you they only care about what you can do for them but then, and, and yeah, that's course. a harsh thing for people to realize but people don't care about what you can do they only care about what you can do for them i remember when i realized this if anyone's listening remember that right people genuinely they've got problems of their own and they only care about what you can do for them and when you realize that it's not about what you want it's about what they want mm-hmm. right because you could have a savage idea in your head jay but if your followers, which is what we're leveraging here to, to get these brands up and running, because you've got to have, a let's say, 100,000 followers, you know, we're leveraging your audience, so you could want to sell headphones. I'm just looking at you now. He's got mm. headphones on. He's not selling them. Right. We only put them right. on his head. Let's say <laughs> Me bollocks. You could want to sell headphones, but Beats uh, let's, say, let's say all your audience, you know, let's say you're, you're a yoga teacher and you're, they love doing yoga. Maybe we'd be better off selling yoga mats. Yeah. So it's not about what you want. It's about what they want. So that's super important. Um, and you help them identify. Yeah. Does it, well, but because there could be anyone. There could be anyone. There could be just someone who has uh, a big following. Uh, man, yeah. We, we, to be honest, I don't work with... I will not work with... Like, I've torn down so many, so many clients because, like... They won't. Number one is because they've got a damaged audience. They've just promoted too many products that what regard that people aren't going to buy from them yeah. anymore. And then number two is that they don't really have anything kind of good ideas. It's not really about having a good idea. And I said, but this can before, you can you not can you not have an influence and say? Well, I can. We I recommend. Can, I this. can. But this is this is the process that I would go through. Yeah, go go through the process. So 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 first of all, my, you come what across I, what, my, what I look for is. Business, and this is for anybody listening as well, it's not about having a great idea. Business isn't about having a great idea. People say to me all the time, Callum, I need a, I need a good idea. Well, you know, can you point me in the right direction? What you need to look for, because this, this is what business is in its simplest form. Business is about solving problems. People pay you to get rid of a problem. People pay to solve a problem. So you've got to, instead of looking for a good idea, look for a problem and create a solution. And again, I said this to Jay the other day. We had a bit of, well, not an argument, but he touched on it. I said, Elon Musk has a good quote. You get paid in proportion to the difficulties of problems that you solve. So the bigger the problem that you solve, the more money you're going to get paid. Jay had an interesting point. He said, oh, well, Elon Musk, he's not solving the biggest problems. No, Elon Musk is solving some big fucking problems like space and solar yeah. and electric cars. Jay maybe took it up wrong that I was saying he's solving the greatest problems. I believe that the problems he solves are up there with the, he's doing like the biggest stuff in the world. But, you know, Jay had a point. He's not like, there's other people out there who maybe aren't as known as Elon who are doing massive stuff as well. Yeah, look, there's people, I don't know whether Bill Gates is one of them. A lot of people Mm. are going to fucking drill me because they think conspiracy, COVID, all this shit. (laughs) But Bill Gates is basically trying to bring water to third world countries that don't have it and stuff. And I think that's more powerful than what Elon's doing. I'm a big Elon fan. Love Elon Musk. He's great. Um, Love everything about him. I think he's a legend. Like, even with the chips, like, he started You were buying his car. You were buying the new Cybertruck. The Cybertruck, yeah. I don't know. Have have the Cybertruck. 
truck pre-ordered. Probably won't come out for two years, which will help me because it'll take me longer to save. But uh, yeah, no, I'm a huge fan. My friend, my friend, just quickly off topic, my friend actually rented a Tesla on Friday night. And we fucking we were spinning around Unreal, all day, yeah. And we were playing like the the games on the screen yeah, and all those yeah. car games. And when you steer the wheel in the car, the game actually corresponds. <laughs> all was gas. And we were about twenty minutes trying to figure out how to charge the fucking thing because we went to a ESB <laughs> yeah, charger yeah, rather than a Tesla ch- charger. Yeah. All those well, loads with, of fucking. With shit. regards to the process, though, so business is about in its fundamentals is about solving a problem. But as well as that, what I look for when I'm when I'm onboarding an influencer, either you solve a problem or you add value to a par- part of the market where someone else isn't adding value. If you can't do either of them, if you, if, if you don't check one of them boxes, listen, I don't want to work. Probably not going to work. I don't want to work with you. But come here, listen <coughs> to you for the like the past while. Like it's obvious, it's blatantly obvious how passionate you are about this, you know. And you mentioned that you've had a couple of businesses. Was that passion always there in every single one of them? Or was it a case of, you know, you mentioned, what did you mention earlier, like the, the doggy blankets or something? Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, was that like, <laughs> when you're in them situations, okay, look, I just want to get a nice hair in our hair or something. Because clearly, I'm going to assume, and you probably didn't grow up with a, a, an ambition to sell blankets for dogs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, no, So was the passion always the there? Passion, the passion, the end goal is always the same. The way you've got to see it is, you know, uh it's like a, it's like an ocean, the 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 journey is. You know, you've money. You, you you, right. First of all, everyone wants the money, right? We do. Yeah, of course, right, of course. <laughs> everyone wants the money, right? People say money doesn't make people happy, right? Money. What if you makes believe that? Okay, shit happy. Right, yeah. It makes, <laughs> look, it makes me happy. If it doesn't make you happy, that's fair enough. But money gets rid of problems, and and getting rid of problems makes, makes you, you happy, happy, right? Yeah. But anyways, so the end goal is obviously I've got a few goals, but obviously you want. You know, uh, you, I, I want to be fulfilled in the areas of health, wealth, love, and happiness, right? That's that's my four areas, health, wealth, love, and happiness. So along that journey, my end goal is obviously I want to become wealthy and all them th- them areas I spoke about. The only thing that changes in terms of the, the, the financial part of it is you've got to be willing to follow the currents. Like money changes flows. It flows in different directions. So, you know, if you're doing something right now and it's, listen, it's not, if let's say your goal is the financial side of it and it's not satisfying that, man, money, you've got to follow the current. That's the way it is. You know, with COVID, for example, when COVID happened, a lot of brick and mortar businesses might have been affected. Mm. You might have to, if the money, okay, where's the money going? The money's flowing into e-commerce. You know, where's the money from? Amazon stocks. <clears throat> you know what I mean? you got to mm. look at where's the money flowing and you've got to follow, you've got to, listen, man, you've got to follow the money. You've got to be willing to change I've always been as driven as I am. I've always wanted the same thing. My passion gets stronger the more I learn. And the funny thing is, it feels like the more I learn, the more I realize how much I don't know. It's mm. crazy, man. It's a whole, yeah. the, yeah. whole, the whole journey is just crazy. Yeah. It's a crazy one. But it's not all, it's not all about the money. It's, it's definitely uh, fulfilling the areas for me of health, wealth, love, and happiness. Mm. Yeah, well, we can't even follow that up with a question, but like, just listen to it. It's... It's inspiring in a, in a sense, you know what I mean? Because, like you, you were saying earlier, you know, you're in your 30s, so I'm approaching 30, and yet, like, it took a while for the penny to drop in order for me to find that yeah. that drive and that inspiration. And sometimes it's not it's not in a field where, like, like my ma wanted me to do business when I was a kid. I didn't want anything got to do with business. Yeah. I never cared for it. Because I think as a kid you see it as kind of work, don't you? 
Yeah, yeah. You, you don't see business as like, oh, I'm going to earn loads of money. Like, but it's a well, problem. Yeah, accountant. Can, I, yeah, can I say Can I say as well, because I just want to make sure people don't catch me wrong, because sometimes I can come across certain ways. Mm. Um, Leaving I'm, the room when someone's talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. Yeah, you, you don't even want to know about what happened there. <laughs> listen, listen. Yeah, yeah, we won't say, but I, I made a rookie mistake. But, you know, um, listen, it's not all about business. It's not all about, you know, doing what your man and dad say. You've got to do what makes you happy. And I don't want, I'm mm-hmm. not putting, just because I'm trying to go do my own thing and then whatever. If someone's happy in a job, man, it's all about being happy. So if if, if the nine to five, as people would call it, that people think, oh, you can't get rich in a nine to five. Nine to five. Number one, of course you can, right? People make serious money investing the money that they make from their career, right? You don't have to own a business to become wealthy. You can obviously go the investing route. Um, but, Man, do what makes you happy, I think, is the most important message. And if that's starting a business, if that's finding the job you love or, you know, having the relationship that you want, I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. Would, no, you, sorry, would, you, would, you, would you agree? And I think that whether it's relationship, I think that you've got it. Like the example, when I left college that morning going down, telling my ma, listen, ma, I'm not going back to college. Mm-hmm. That was me saying to myself, okay, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. And the day after I did that, goosebumps right now the day after i done that man, my life changed my life changed i swear to god because i was like i'm doing what i want to do you know i've go on jay you're about to say something i was just gonna am i wrong was that was that no wrong? i think if you if you're doing what makes you happy money just comes i don't think i you agree know. with that I yeah i think as long as you're happy doing something the money no, will no, just no, no, i'm not saying that has like i agree you've got to do what makes you happy because when that when the way I see it is when things get hard and you're doing something that you don't like doing, mm. right? it's going to be hard to keep doing it. And number yeah. two, here's another good one. You've got to be doing it for something bigger than yourself because, this is super important, sometimes people, w- w- sometimes people give up on themselves. But I'll tell you what they won't give up on. They won't give up on their wife. They won't give up on their ma. They won't give up on their little brother, whatever it may be. You've got to be doing it for something greater than yourself because when things get hard as well and you feel like giving up, you've got to think of the things that you won't give up on. Yeah. Like, it's and, my, and, 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 sorry, sorry. No, go ahead. Jay, the reason why I mentioned that was because you said you got to do what makes you happy. There is some certain fields. I know the money will follow, but there is some certain fields just in case someone doesn't take what you said literal, that if you go do that, money will not just automatically follow because it's like it could be some mad field that yeah, yeah, yeah. is not like financially like uh, beneficial at yeah. all so make sure that if if you're gonna <laughs> do some like you know make sure there is some sort of financial benefit but <laughs> off, off what you said as well i don't want people taking us up wrong because jay you said there briefly a second ago um that like you're 28 i'm 30 you're 23 yeah right but I am now, tort- I'm 31, right? And you, I- yeah, man, you look about 20, 24. Oh, no, I'm all right, aren't I? <laughs> uh, I thought, I honestly thought that was too late for me to do and kind of decent, you, you know? A couple of my mates, they have their own gaffes and they're in much better position than I was. Um. Some of my friends that are younger than me are in a much better position than I am. 
But it's never too late mm-hmm. because now never, I'm never. in a now I'm in a position where I'm earning a lot more money than them now, and I can catch up with them real quick. And it's not yeah. always about the it's not always about either the financial side of it as well. No, it's, it's not. not and, 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 and and this and is how, where I'm yeah, coming. And, and I know even from being you, Jay, or from ch- talking to you all the time, mm. like you have there's like you're not. You don't need loads of stuff, right? You love tech. I know that, right? Yeah. You get the best of the Apple stuff and whatever it may be, whenever it comes out, right? But I know for a fact that, like, if you had an extra couple of million, like, man, your life isn't just fulfilled by the money side of it. I know that from just speaking to you all the time. There's a lot of other stuff in your life that is, like, obviously the money's important, but it's not the major. Yeah. No, so where I'm going with it all is... uh, because you said it, I sound like a fucking <laughs> car trying to start here. But uh, the the reason I wanted to say it, Jay, was because w- w- what you were saying. <laughs> no, look, you're 23, and it's great that you're at that figuring your shit out now. Yeah, right? it is. Blessed, Jay, really I'm blessed. Is. Jay, you're 28 and I'm 31, right? I mentioned that I'm on... Now, I'm not on more money than probably everybody. I think I am, but that doesn't matter, right? My, my dad's bigger than your dad. Yeah, it, it's not, that, that's yeah. not... That's not what I'm trying to do. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that it took me a lot longer to get to a job where financially I'm in a good position, but also I'm fucking happy doing what I do, what I do now. Yeah. And I'm 31 now and I'm only finding that. But the thing is, I will catch up with everyone that... Is doing better than me now because of the position I'm in, and that's so it's never too late. Yeah, and, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm beating up my own trumpet there no, because no, completely, no, but completely, it's good though. Completely. It is good because you saying that, like that's something I can take from because yeah. I'm to the point where I'm still chasing that. Yeah, you know, what and I mean? it only happened to me last year, Jay. Yeah, like and, and I I don't have that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, go ahead. I don't. Uh, I don't have that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like and I, I want it, and mm. I'm gonna keep going until I get it. You know, and and I I know which field I would prefer it to be in, but that doesn't mean there's not something else out there that I can be happy in and I can succeed in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And like, it it is like Callum touched on it there in terms of like the happiness and stuff and like how you do it for others. Like, there was a point where I was like, right, I'll do this like these shit jobs. You know, I'll, I'll go to work and I'll live back in bits or whatever, right? And I'll I'll take my wage at the end of the week, and as long as there's money there and and me maintenance for my daughter and stuff and all everything's that's paid, after that. When she comes when she comes up for the sleepover, there's money there for a pizza and some snacks and whatever we're gonna do, or whatever you know, the next day. That would that's I was like, well, I'm happy with that, but I was like, yeah. nah, I can't, I can't. It's not a good way of li- living. I want a nice house. I want a nice car. I, I want good things, mm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna get them. I need to find that field that area. See. You know? see, see I'm going to disagree with you Jay I don't think you want them things I think you just want assurance I don't think you care If you have a nice car I just think you want reassurance That you're good and your daughter's good You know obviously yes Everyone realistically wants a nice car But that's not That's not what matters to you What matters yeah, to you know, right. is Is the assur- security Security and everyone is driving for that But you will, you, you'll get it. Like, Jay, like I said, I'm 31. I'm only after figuring shit out now. Yeah. Like, this podcast comes back to what Callum said, right? 
I always wanted to do YouTube. YouTube, as you know, was where I started. Yeah. And I was thinking, why do I want to do YouTube? I wanted to do YouTube because I thought I could become something on YouTube. Mm. I thought, oh, look, no one else is doing yeah, it. You were doing YouTube before YouTube was killed. I know, yeah. You was doing YouTube. But I was doing it for the wrong reasons. I was doing Wait. it for the wrong... I was doing it to con- try become fucking something, like try become famous, try make loads of money. That's why I was doing it. I wasn't doing it because... For the love of doing it. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't. Now, I did start to love doing it. I enjoyed it. I had great memories with the kids and I, it was making me... So I used to lie in my bed all the time and made me get up and do shit. Yeah, now you, you're going back to YouTube in season two. Yeah. So are you comfortable doing that? Yes, because I'm you, doing... You, sound, you say it like, uh, I done it. It's whatever. Yeah. And you're going back to it now, so... You're, I'm going you're back to it now because I'm doing it for the right reasons now. Right, that's good. So it's coming full circle now. Exactly. Yeah. And it, Callum, you see him, the conversation I had with him inspired me to do a podcast. Yeah. Conversating, he's one of six. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That basically said, you know what, this is what I should be doing. Yeah. So I knew Callum took my advice well. I knew he learned from it, and I knew he took action from it, and I knew he benefited from it. My other friends, one of them was still alive over the advice I gave him. Mm. And, again, that's not, like, I'm not saying hail Jay or anything like that. <laughs> but when you, when you actually pull it back and you think, like, the I mean... you can have on people. I mean, like, I know this isn't like, oh, maybe this would have happened. Like, this is like, pulled someone down off a rope scenario. Yeah, right. That, that, that's okay. what it is. And I know, after the conversations I've had with these people, how good they felt. Now, I'm not a guru. I've done counting. I've gone through shit myself. I've been in them positions mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. That's how I'm able to give advice on it. Now, I'm not saying people I haven't gone through can't give advice, but this is where what Callum said, the love comes into it. Yeah. And th- that's why I'm confident about this going well. And, that's, and that's this good. is why I don't mind going full circle and going back to YouTube. Yeah. Because the first time I'd done it, I was doing it for money and fame, which, realistically, I was nowhere near. But this time, I don't care about any of that. Like, look at the podcast. We have about 20 followers, and I'm doing it week in, week out. <laughs> I'm at investing nearly 10 yeah, grand the into you, the equipment. The way, the way you've got to see as well, like, I always think, you know, let's say, again, we've mentioned his name a few times, Joe Rogan. Joe mm. Rogan started that podcast, what, like, 10 years ago or yeah. something? Joe yeah. Rogan, like, was nobody 10 years ago. Joe yeah. Rogan had probably the exact same. Joe Rogan was the UFC commentator 10 years yeah. ago. Now yeah. he's the podcast host. Yeah, and he also and does the UFC. And yeah. yeah, and it's like, everyone started somewhere, but Joe Rogan didn't start that knowing he was going to sell that for 100 million. 100%. Yeah, and, yeah. and he started that. And you know what? This is a good thing, and I know Jay's mad to say something here. Mm. Yeah. What's interesting about Joe Rogan is, and this is what I think is so important, and I think for you as a podcast host as well, Jay, people are getting so caught up trying to basically do what's expected of them or trying to do something that they think other people will want to listen to. But you know why Joe Rogan, why I listen to Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan talks about what the fuck he want he wants to talk about. Yeah, it's like the, there's no kind of it goes anywhere. It's I boy Joe as a person. I we our values align. He's not fake, and he talks about what he wants to do. Whereas most people now who are hopping on YouTube or hopping on this, whether it's political correctness or whether it's just trying to please people, they cater to an audience. Yeah, they're just catering. But no, like you've just got to be you. And be yourself, and I think that's where the whole personal brand inside comes in. But I think Joe Rogan is a great example of somebody who just 
does whatever the fuck he wants to do. And people like that. There's an audience for that. And that's most people. People want authenticity. They want, like, genuineness. Mm. And the fact that you were talking about, Jay, you were saying you went into YouTube before, you know, you had all these goals. You were obviously going to do whatever it took to get that. And if that meant making a certain video to get famous... But now you're that's not your goal. You're just like, you know what, this is what I want to do. This is what I enjoy doing. It's not what people I'm not trying to please anybody. Exactly. And and that's where the people who are gonna get ahead and just from looking at the people who've done that, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. all that fake shit doesn't, like, doesn't wash with people anymore. Before I questioned will I ever make it, is that pointed down this like who gives a shit? No, but when I was doing YouTube. Oh, sorry, I thought you were on about now. <laughs> no, I was like that goes <laughs> against everything you just said. Yeah, no. <laughs> when I was doing YouTube, like sorry, uh, sorry. I said it. I actually think I said it in the last podcast, which got deleted by accent. But basically, I was getting shit off all angles. Now, when I look at the vlogs back now, I kind of agree with everyone giving me shit, right? You said but, that in our one as well, yeah. Yeah, but back then I didn't, right? And I was getting shit from all angles. But now, it does like. If I'm 50, I'm still not making money off the podcast, but I'm getting relationships. Like, obviously, I know you before the co- yeah. podcast, Callum, but I've met people already, top-notch. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Lovely girl. Yeah, Absolutely. Bang on. Mark Ward doing a lot for the community I knew nothing about. Top bloke. Susan. Unbelievable story. Going to help thousands of people. I don't give a fuck about money. And that's how I know I'm going to be successful from it. That is not what's driving me. It's unbelievable though, isn't it? Like even regardless of money, it's just like, how unbelievable is that? I know. Like how unbelievable is that feeling that, listen, I don't even give a shit about money. It's it's when you start these expectations and things don't go your way that can bring you down, but there's nothing at all that can stop me from keep on doing this. So I know once you're consistent with something and once you're transparent, which everyone knows I am, we talk about fucking having bleeding socks with cum all over them underneath (laughs) my bed. I don't give a fucking rats. Do you know what I mean? I'm the most transparent cunt you'll ever meet in your life. So I know it's not about, I don't care about when, I don't care about if, I don't care about money. All I care about is if people that are haunting are going through shit, or even if it's just a laugh, even if it's comedian on just having a bit of banter, once I'm gaining new relationships... I'm making a positive impact. Making a positive... That's all I care yeah, about. We, we, sorry, we, we spoke about that a minute ago, like in terms of like overall happiness and stuff. Mm. You know, that's, that's one thing that I'd look at. Like, see, so me and you have had discussions where you know this is what I want to do. Yeah. Right? And... If I do this for the rest of my life and I don't get on, I don't like make money off it, like mad money or whatever, mm. I'm fine with that because I know I'm doing something I'm happy with. Mm. You know what I mean? And I won't look at myself as a failure. You know what I mean? I can still teach my daughter how to go after something she wants to do. You know what I mean? I think, was it you I said it to? I don't know if it was you I said it to Jay, right? But what you need to do, right? If, if I haven't given you this advice already, this is the best bit of advice that I hear. I can't even remember where I got it from. Anything you do in your life from here on out, two questions to ask yourself. Does this benefit my daughter or does it not? Mm-hmm. And then you'll know your answer to absolutely everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So good. That's a good, good point. Is this podcast going to benefit my daughter, this particular one? 
Maybe not. <laughs> will the podcast in general? Yes, will I tell you why? She's going to learn who her dad was. She's going to know that he, ha- he had his mortal straight. She's going to know what he stood for. Mm-hmm. If I die in a car crash tomorrow, when she grows up, she would have never knew her daddy. And now she does. Yeah, Man, that, yeah that's, it's that's there. Like. That's unreal. Do you yeah. not understand what I'm saying? No, of course I do. So, no matter what, just th- that's all you need to ask yourself. Does this benefit my daughter? Now, look, you're at a party, you're offered cocaine, do we do it, don't they do it? I'm not talking about them scenarios, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but in fairness, some people, that scenario is, it does come down to that scenario. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. that's the best advice. I can't even remember who. No one gave it to me. I heard it somewhere. But it's good. But it's, it's, it's gold. And, and that's the way I've been doing things from here on out. Does this benefit Hoyle and Amelia? Or does it, like, am I putting something at risk? Or, like, do, do you know what I mean? Well, you do. It's because it's an automatic thing, Jay. Like, it's something that happens when you become a father. Mm. It's an automatic thing, like, in terms of your morals and and how you view things and your responsibilities. Like, before before I had a kid, like, like I'd probably take two, three days off work a week. You're going for the other two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I'd not care. Yeah. And I'll take, like, I'll be down a shitload of money. Do you know what mm. I mean? But it's whatever. There's money to, to me, man. Whatever. You know what I mean? Now, all of a sudden, you have a kid and it's like, oh, I ain't going to work on Monday. I hate yeah. Mondays, but I'm going to work on Monday. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's just little switches like that where... You, I probably hate the job I'm in, but I'm going. Why? Because exactly, there's someone there who it's bigger. Th- again, it's bigger than you. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And there's a responsibility there. You know what I mean? And I'll fulfil that. Mm. You know, forever. I I want to try and just. I, I mean, we're tracking on here, but I'm happy to continue. I want to play a little, not a little game, but I, I want to ask you something that you don't mind sharing. Yeah. Uh, Callum, yeah. you, you might be a bit enclosed to this, but okay, we'll well ask you anyways. Since we were talking I'm, about, and I'm not, I'm not tight for time, so I'm, I'm really enjoying this. So I want to keep rolling. You have a yeah. friend that's somewhere though, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up. He's up with it. If Waters is listening to this, he's up with some Tinder. They oh, actually, I probably shouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Because no, because I wasn't Tinder. Was no, because what if what if someone he's someone else he's like going and <laughs> they're no, not going to be listening. He's to going. Him, he's going. Um, he's gone. He's gone to, to. I don't know. Yeah, he needs new glass or something, doesn't he? He's going to look at artificial <laughs> yeah, glass. I that's think it, he he's said. Boy, Astro. <laughs> <laughs> Found right. a place for it in the in the market. The re- I, I, I just thought of this little thing as we were going on with the interview. Right. Go ahead. A business idea. Everyone has had them. Whether we were kids or adults, we all had this thing. Oh, imagine if this existed. Oh, this would be a good business idea. I'm going to kick it off. I don't know whether this product exists. And I don't care if someone goes out and robs it now, if it's a good idea. But something I always thought about was, you know the links that has the ball on it? Not a roll-on links. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Poxy things, I never use them. I think it's disgusting. You're rolling sweat on the fucking used them ball. Major use them in school. Nowhere assaults. That's what they used to say. Only roll-on deodorant. Yeah, right? So, them. It comes with a lighter. <laughs> One of them, right? Yeah. With butter inside it. To what? spread on your toast. <laughs> or to spread on your roll. Do, do you ever... Do, do you ever <laughs> no, no, but the thing is about that, Jay. The thing is about that, what I'm wondering is, my first thought... Because I'm just like, is this a viable business? <laughs> like, I don't, I'm just like thinking money. First of all, my first question, no, my first question to that guy is, what happens? Do you ever butter bread mm? and the butter's like hard, yeah, hard and lumpy and it takes, it takes a lump out of it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I want to know, yeah, I want to know, I want to know what way does it spread on the bread? 
So it's it's no, kind of can I ever have an issue? Will it ever tear my bread? No, never. Because that would be a main selling point. Like if you don't want your bread to tear, <laughs> use this. You you know you don't want to have to wait ten minutes to see the butter to let the butter go cold or warm. <laughs> use this. You know, see how many angles we can come with that. I think are from you, that angle, I think that's a good idea if we could do that. Are you sick of taking lumps out of your roll? Would you rather smooth <laughs> butter? This is what I mean. Look so, no further. Again, this is all come back, coming back to. Is there a problem? Or what's the solution? There is a problem. The problem is people have to. Yeah, the people have to stand. No, the, the problem is people have to stand around and wait either on it to warm up, or they've got to um, either eat their bread with lumps. Now, I've actually thought really detailed about this. Right? I mean, listen, you want you want to nuts you are. Listen, listen, right? You need tissues. So when you roll on, when you roll this butter. Onto your, your toast. Okay. Right? The chances are you're gonna have the little breadcrumbs on it. Yep. So okay, you get a little a plastic thing. you get a little plastic thing that goes over and back and get rid of the crumbs, you get me? Oh yeah. yes, yes. Like a cleaner. Yeah, yeah. And then you go on to your next one. Yeah. Over back next one. Hey, that's I'm not gonna lie. It sounds mad. There's a problem. No, 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 this is but this is the thing, Jay. That if it, if you if there is a problem and that's a solution, that will sell. That will sell, and I know as mad as that sounds, it's you know crazy. what? I'm not man. even gonna try and produce man. that. Whoever does it, just put, put me in the credits. Listen, man, I've seen people. I've come seen, on the Did You Show. We yeah. have seen stranger things being sold. Mm. Here's one I always thought now, on Netflix, sir. Very good. <laughs> 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 the little clips on your lace. Look at them ones. Worth a fortune. What? No, like the little plastic clips on your lace there. Yeah. No, oh, show me what you're talking about. No, the end it's of like the tip. You know a lace tip. Off. The tip yeah. of a lace. See the tip of a lace. Yeah. What billions company does them? Really? Google it. Good yeah. point. Fair right. but, do you know what I mean? Just for keeping a fucking lace. You know what I always thought about? This was a random one. Smelling my feet. Sorry about that. Is <laughs> uh, you know when you're eating spaghetti? Mm-hmm. And, you're tr- and you're trying to get it up and it's dangling everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's <laughs> to get it up. We're gonna be millionaires listen, after this podcast. Listen, listen, but and you're no. I was gonna say, yeah, you're <laughs> dangling spaghetti, everywhere. You're trying everywhere. to get it up, and you're, tr- and you're trying to put it in your mouth. Right, this sounds bad. Talking about spaghetti, yeah. yeah talking about spaghetti. <laughs> no, because this is the process. This is the process. Okay. Right, you lift it up. It's on the fork, and you're obviously trying to eat it. Right, but. It's the spaghetti. See, either, started, the, the spaghetti is either too long or it keeps falling off. What if we had some sort of fork that when you picked it up, you could just cut, you could just cut it, and then you just have the the fork load of it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like pick it up, cut all this remainder off. That's what scissors is for. But that's it. No, see, this is what happened. He's. Oh, I've seen. I've seen a YouTube video of someone eating the spaghetti. I seen and, that and, and yeah. cut it and I've cut seen. it. Yeah, and yeah, I said, yeah. And that's what I was like. Oh my god! What if there was a some sort of fork where you could do that and you don't have to hold the scissors. Lads, we're throwing out fucking bangers and now. I, I tried to figure out, I was in my head, I was working out the, the the blueprints in my head. How could I design a fork where I could snip snip this? And I don't know, man. If I'm just saying... It could it, definitely be done. Yeah, it could definitely but be done. But you know what? what? I feel sorry for this come following up on our team master. I, 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 I have nothing. I've nothing, though, because, hey, like, they're, they're how the fuck am I supposed to come up with a Lynx butter fucking roll-on? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Did you that, has that, a, that has a little flip flap that cleans it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then a fucking a scissor fork. Do you know what I mean? That's a sex object. <laughs> what? We can't compete. Oh, do you know what I mean? Stop. Oh, that was fucking. And do you know what? Gold. The other thing is, 
for the last 30 seconds I sat here trying to think of something <laughs> and I can't because it <laughs> it's hard to think of something when you're still in the conversation yeah. a little bit you're still it listening is. Yeah. it is you should have given me a heads up on that one to be fair. so you think of a product and we'll drop it in later on no it is a, it is an interesting one isn't it like mm, day two what are products man that shit sells when you do we start <laughs> that's, something, that's something that you would be scrolling on Facebook and you know, like a wish ad pops up, and it's like something crazy. What's the, what's the weirdest wish ad you've ever been hit with? I got hit with a coffin one day. <laughs> In the head, like no, I was scrolling Smack through. Of a coffin. I was scrolling through wish, and you know, you got Facebook carousel, and it's like loads of different. Yeah, things. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a coffin. Oh, you, oh, you always well, find the one weird. Did you ever up. see the the, the like little cocksock thing? That they have, it doesn't even reach around. I always they're full arse. Yeah. It's I, just I always get sex toys. Um, Do you? Yeah, because I bought something. I think I bought fucking. Uh, I bought a load of mad bleeding chains and whips and all <laughs> when I was with me ex. Um, now, there's one thing about all this recommended stuff, and I'm just showing Jay something on my phone. Jay, this popped up on my Amazon the other day, and there was no like back end searches to this. Like there was nothing. This is what popped up, and I was I was pretty annoyed. Look at that Oh shit That's not good What is it? Holy No that's very uh, That's not good Show me Jussie Smollett What am I looking at? Just read it Which one? Just read There's only a few things on the screen Look after his name Yeah what am I looking at? Jay It says recommended for you What? (laughs) You're on a different page are you? No, look down beside his name. Oh, right. Yeah, recommended for you. <laughs> you allowed to say it? Yeah, they, they recommended me a rope. <laughs> In the shape of a... Oh. Is it, what's it called? A noose? Or what's it called? What, what it literally called? looks like something. Yeah. Like, everyone knows what that means. Yeah. <laughs> they recommend... Yeah. Like, that. honestly, I don't think... That, that, that stuff needs to be sorted, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's... They recommended me a rope. <laughs> No, that's. I think that's fucked up because what if someone was on the edge? What if someone was? <laughs> Boys, honestly, what if someone was on the edge? <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm laughing at him. <laughs> what if someone was on the edge? And Amazon, for anyone who couldn't see that photo, it was basically a rope in the shape of the ones that basically symbolise someone doing something bad. Yeah. No. Um. It's fucked up. It is fucked up. They it's, should it's, not. They should every not be, single part like, is fucked up. Like sell me a garden rope. But maybe, maybe because you're bleeding, sleeping in a car and googling <laughs> fucking, you're probably ge- <laughs> you're, you're probably googling where to wash your clothes and I'm trying to send you a bleeding clothes line. <laughs> yeah, you should. <laughs> Oh stop oh, No man. but in fairness If someone was in a bad place And they're saying that That's I mean good. I don't think I mean I've been in a fucking shit place And you're not gonna order a rope off Amazon And wait two days to do it <laughs> Do you know what I mean Yeah you just go fucking Find yeah. the best thing to do And do yeah, it Yeah whatever no, no, whatever. No, that's no subject to laugh or, or, like, no, I we, just let her laugh there I'm not saying you I'm just saying Ah no we know We know It's all light hearted Anyone yeah. who thinks different Is a fucking arsehole anyway Yeah no I agree It's all light hearted And that's, um, that's the purpose Behind this podcast as well is to Exactly yeah, Exactly Look we're all in fucking tears here Yeah Oh, And that was, that was mad Right, Callum, I think we leave it there. I think that I think the work is done. 
Did, did you want to touch on anything else, business wise? Oh, I'm, really enjo- I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, like there was. Uh, else uh, on the agenda. I felt I felt like there was a lot more we covered in the last one. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to touch on, Jay? That that's that's. Um, uh, I'm trying to. A lot of people, Dean actually wanted to kind of talk on like how well spoken you are and you don't sound like you're from Ballyferma basically. That's that's interesting, I get that. My brother actually texts me. Yeah, I wouldn't have known you were from Ballyferma. And mm. even even me on what this What does po- Ballyferma sound like no, though as well, you know what I mean? But even me on this podcast. True. On this podcast, I'm slightly, my accent is changing more towards, I don't have the same accent as you, but... I would probably be talking a little bit more neutral yeah. when I'm not here. And I'll tell you, <clears throat> I put up an Instagram video the other day and my brother Owen, he said to me, he sent back a thing. Let me actually pull it up. He said something like, uh, hold on. Do you know what it's like? It's like, uh, like my ma does it. Owen. My ma, like the way she'll talk to me and my sister is one way. And then when Sky knock at the door trying to offer like broadband, She's like nice as pie. It's yeah, a different yeah, voice. Yeah. It's like, oh no, we're we're grand thanks. No, because you see, we we we're with Virgin Media, so uh, thank you, though. Close yeah. it off. Fuck off. Uh, he yeah. said to me, "Do you know what I mean?" Yeah. It's one of those, isn't I, it? I put up a story talking, and he said, "Where is that accent from?" With like a load of laughing emojis, and I said, "Ha ha, it's neutral." And he says, "Talk in your normal voice, man." Right? Like telling me to talk normal, and I was like, "That's how I talk when I'm not in nanny's gaff." Right. Um, but he says, if people don't understand you, it's their problem. Uh, blah de, blah And I said, I have to work on speaking clearer because my clients are international. And mm-hmm. that's mainly why I'm trying to neutral. Not, I'm not trying, but I just developed this habit of trying to improve the way I speak to just be a little bit more clearer. So well, you it, say, yeah, um, I'll be honest, you sound the fucking very same the first time I met you. Do I? Yeah. Well, that's good. Good. good yeah he put a tea at the end of good there good that's where the belly frame came in yeah. welcome back um, i knew that would work i suppose we'll just throw out a, a few quick fire questions yeah then, go on we? throw out a few quick fire ones yeah uh, j1 or j2 what do you mean j1 or j2 oh mate i don't know he's trying well, i had i had um i had j2 but then you took off your shoes mate and it's smelly <laughs> Do you know what? I can understand that, but I'm not getting in any fucking good graces with me either. He asked me to tell him a story and he fucked off to the jet. So. <laughs> oh, stop. Right, so you're a big reader, Callum. Yeah. Give us your top three books. Number one, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. It's a big one. Um, I Then something a little bit off topic. Um, Malcolm Gladwell. Stay class. Uh, Ma- Number two is Malcolm Gladwell, Outliers. That's a really okay. good one. Oh, look, mate, I've got to give you two more. Oh, um, one, three, oh, that's fuck. it. You have to pick one. Okay. Um, Excuse me. Oh, shit, this is tough, man. How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie and Elon Musk's autobiography. Yeah, he, really <laughs> he had to sneak it in, didn't he? Um, yeah, and, and listen, anyone who's reading books, I here's a little strategy. I read three types of books. Autobiographies for courage. We learn. We get courage from people who've done great things. Second one is industry-related books, how-tos to smarten up on the industry that you're in. And number three is classics, like Think and Grow Rich. We want to learn from the, the people of the past and thinkers and stuff like that, you know? That's right. really good. Really so that's, that's about the book. So, well, obviously, reading books and listening to audio and podcasts <coughs> and everything else, what music are you into? Oh, me. That's a really good question. Top three artists go. Careful now. Oh, 
Top three artists. Can I just give genres? Because <sighs> the artist is very hard. No, that's too easy. No, but genres. No, no, I won't. It's about three good genres. I'll give you some <laughs> songs that it ranges from. My playlist ranges right. from anything from, you know, 1970s classic rock, Fortunate Son, fucking uh, Jimi Hendrix, the Rolling Stones, all that type of stuff. As far as old school hip hop, like 80s and 60s classics. Like, um, I don't really listen to much modern, uh, much like stuff in the charts, other than the odd, like, you know, Bieber's new album, like, is banger. Mm. Um Kind of agreement, kind of stuff like that, but it's a lot. Of, it's a lot of like um, older stuff. Okay, well, that's we we'll let you away with that. One. <laughs> <laughs> right, and last but not least, top three movies of all time. Oh my god! According to Callum Roach, man, that is a good question. I hate when people put me on the spot. Has to like be that. the Wolf of Wall Street in there somewhere. I like the Wolf of Wall Street. I met him before, by the way. Absolute crazy guy. Jordan Belfort, yeah. Make oh, we thought you were talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. Ah, that's a that's a game changer, <laughs> that one, isn't it? Um, yeah. I like someone. The ones that stick to my head straight away is I like uh, Stand by Me. Ah, great film. Love that one. That's a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, geez, Jay, that's a hard one, man. That's a hard one. I like. Um, Do you have a genre like? No, I like. I like. Um, I'm pretty open minded, man. I I can't give you three because that's a hard question. I've got loads. Give me one more. All right. Um, Stand by me. Back, is back, that back to the future. Right, so, 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 so that what? Yeah, never seen it. Oh, you, yeah, you, you were asking me, Jay one or J two. You're not even in the. Are question. you for real? You've yeah. never seen Back to the Future. No. Ah, oh, bud. And you know what? I don't think you'd appreciate it as much now as what like, you would have back in the day. I, lo- I like. Um, I watched them about four years ago all over again. Yeah, yeah, and I did. Oh. I like McGregor's I have, I have McGregor's on, documentary on the movie The Notorious. I I really like that. I have a mm. lot of respect for Conor McGregor, and regardless of what he does now, I've people have. I know people are judgmental, um, and the way he said what he was gonna do, you know, my name is Conor McGregor. I'm a mixed martial artist with a record of three and I remember that. That sticks mm-hmm. in my head. But like I will be where I want to be, and then and then it just. Bam, he he done it, and and I've goosebumps now, boys. It's it's insane. Going back to Jay's story, actually, we never mentioned. You can tell it. Go on. Jay <laughs> in his interview was very forced interview. Yeah. Uh, Connor kept on referring to himself as the champion, and Jay didn't want to basically. Jay didn't Jay didn't want to talk to him like he was the champion because he didn't earn it. So Jay basically, Jay basically said, "When is the belt gonna be put around Conor McGregor's waist?" And he said 2015. Did he say and that? It actually happened. He says the end of 2015, I'll be the champion. And December 2015. Got, keep in mind, he just got injured in that fight against uh, Max Holloway in August of 2013. So he has a long injury. He comes back and he fights Diego Brando. And then he fights Dustin Poirier in Las Vegas. Then he fights Chad Mendes. And then he, in the summer of 2015. And then December 2015, he knocks and he out has Jose that's, he has that's, that. That's in, but he called it like the way you were saying it, like the way you were talking about it. He called no, it. No, it's it's insane. So that that would be one I love. I've got too many. I can't name all the movies. But if we were to end this, and I could use this platform to put out a message, um, because you know, again, we're here to to make a positive impact on people. My obviously expertise is sales and marketing. 
if there's or even just you know young entrepreneurship or anyone who's just trying to get a business off the ground and you've just got to keep pushing you've got to you know i remember i used to do shit like i used to look at what everyone else was doing and i used to do the opposite if everyone was going to sleep i'd be like i'm going to stay awake mm-hmm. um just keep pushing figure out what can you do today that oh yeah what can you do today that'll move the needle tomorrow and just recognize that when something bad happens that's another mistake that you are not going to make again and you've got to keep going and just the more you do that the more you'll realize that it's not a matter of if this is going to happen it's a matter of when and consistency like you know that you just got to keep consistent and the way you've got to view it is you should go google a, a compound interest graph go look at what the power of compounding looks like and it's a very flat curve for a long time and all of a sudden it goes exponential and that's that's what you've got to realize is that this will be very flat for a while and then it will just start to, it'll start a snowball effect and once you get one bit of momentum it goes and it keeps going and you've just got to roll it and and expect bad things to happen along the way Pretty fucking insightful, isn't it? Like I don't know. That's just <coughs> that's just what, what I've what I thought. It is now. I've taken an awful lot from this today. It's been very enjoyable to listen to you. Yeah, and, and I just want to yeah. apologise as well. <laughs> yeah, that, you've no, apologised about fifteen times. No, no, but don't I, even worry about it. No, but you know, sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's good. No, but it, it was. It's been like it's inspiring. Like and again, touching on your twenty-three years of age. You know what I mean? How well spoken your your mindset. You like your mindset seems bulletproof. You seem like you're, you're set in your ways about what you want in life and you're not going to stop until you get it. So fair play to you, man. And I well, wish li- you all the best. And I, 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 whatever it is, with both of you guys, I'm guessing whatever it is, we can all benefit each other across paths and, and uh, this won't be the last time. Yeah, for sure. I definitely won't. We'll get you in again. Yeah, season two when we got when we can get the cameras up. We get the cameras yeah. and all in. We get all the bells and whistles in. CJ's beautiful feet. No, no, they're going to stay <laughs> here. We're going to clean them now. Well, listen, Cal. <laughs> nice one for coming in. Appreciate it. I'm, um, I'm glad, and you didn't call me Calvin. No. Well I, 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 did, did I do it at all? Did I? No, you didn't. Not I was w- waiting. Bam. Um, nah, I do appreciate it, mate. Honestly, I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm here. And uh, Jay, like honestly, man, I was glad to, um, you know, what I mean, be here with you as well. Yeah, at least he showed up. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's just trying to cause a diversion with no, you. No, honestly, I just, honestly. I just think it was a little bit disrespectful to Callum being honest with you. I think they should have showed a bit more respect. And Callum's after coming all the way down from Eden Dirty. And fair enough, um, they have their reasons, but you know, ah, look, it is what it is. Um, but no, Jay, I was glad, I was glad to, yeah, it was to, good to, to meet, meet you. you. Yeah, I was glad yeah, to meet you. Play, man. No worries, man, and lads, <coughs> yeah, we'll, we'll chat soon. 100% Take it easy brother